Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we do a five by five halloween edition now the five by five it's something we've done a few times in the past it's uh always fun it's five sets of top five favorites and uh you know, we've done three. We've done Star Wars. We've done live action comic book movies. And we did Valentine's Day earlier this year. That was about six months back on Valentine's Day. So what we got today for you is five top fives. We're going to start with top five costume designs. Uh, you know, get, you know, ease into the Halloween vibes, you know, costumes. It's fun stuff. It doesn't necessarily have to be horror or scary movies. It's just costume designs that you've loved across those movies. We've also got uh, occult movies, top five occult movies, which is including, you know, witches, demons, and the likes of such, you know, more the mystical side of horror if you uh if you're gonna if you're gonna go for it there. So occult will be there. Um we're also gonna do monsters, you know, monster movies. That's a pretty self explanatory one. But then uh we're also gonna do undead, that includes the likes of vampires zombies mummies and such any movies involving them and then we'll wrap it up with halloween vibes and that's your top five just something you watch around this time doesn't strictly have to be horror can be stuff that doesn't necessarily fit into the other categories you know just just shit like that it's a lot of fun and i'm uh i'm fucking ready for it uh but yeah i'm colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie what up what up always a pleasure to be here Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And yes, we're doing another five by five. Are you fucking ready for mm. it, buddy? Oh yeah. Oh, these are always always fun. Um, they they always allow for for much much wider uh, range of discussion, which I they always do. always like. Um. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm ready for it. Are we? Beautiful. I'm assuming we're going five to one here. Five to one, five to one, and we'll take our turns. You know, I'll do. You do your five. I'll do my five. You do your four. I do my four, etc., etc., etc. So, uh, let's begin with costume design. Kind of ease us on in here. Uh, some great costume designs across the mm-hmm. history of film. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, what are, what are, what are you kicking us off with at the five spot uh, there? You know, I did. I did have kind of a a last minute um sort of thought maybe i'll i'll say him as an honorable mention uh because mm. i don't think he'd, he'd quite make it i uh, have maybe a little bit too many of those characters already anyways but uh, i was thinking of uh the miles morales spider-man movies and uh spider-man noir um just kind of <laughs> kind of glimpsed into my mind maybe just a little honorable mention there but uh starting off at five a completely different route um, this is a character from 2000's Gladiator, 
Um, and honestly, it was kind of tough choosing between either Maximus or Commodus. Um, but I think I, I will uh, go with Commodus at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Uh, dude was absolutely just dripped out the entire movie. Uh, love the pur- yeah. love purple. Uh, purple's my favorite color, so that's that. That was always nice to see. Um, I love the um, like the he kind of looked like an Assassin's Creed character, honestly. You know, like with this white mm. and purple kind yeah, of the outfit. Um, of, uh, oh. the, the, the purple, gold, yeah. white, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. He was uh he was lavish, you know, he had the luxury on him. Uh mm. Bro had the Ric Flair too. drip. I mean, honestly, it's like it's impressive how like how good they made those costumes look. Um you like never questioned like you were like, Oh yeah, that's that's like that shit that was probably made during this time. You're like, Man, that they that probably is real. I don't know. That Yeah. Like uh I mean it, it the whole the set design too was insane. Gorgeous um, movie, dude. There yeah, it's it's uh I don't know, haven't haven't seen it in in a little bit. Uh, I don't think I've watched it was, since we did it for the fifty two year journey, but man, I, I I've desperately yeah. wanted to revisit it. Um it's one of those ones where like we talked about it and you'd think from our discussion that I wasn't a huge fan of it. But like yeah. every time that I've thought about, like I've thought about it a mm-hmm. ton since then, yeah. and every single thing I think is positive. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? I ought to give yeah. it, especially with Napoleon coming up, Dude, going through yeah. Ridley Scott's filmography. Might have to, yeah, yeah, might have to yeah. give that a rewatch. Yeah, that's. I mean, think about Maximus with his hand on hand, you know, brushing through the reeds, dude. It's a it is a beautiful ass movie. It's gorgeous. It's a a a war movie that is is done very well, um, and and Commodus was looking sick the oh, whole yeah. time, so had to had to slot him in here, give him some recognition. Love um, it. I don't think I could ever get on that level on Halloween, but I wish I could. Oh, dude, you'd have to be going pretty epic with it, uh, and it would be a pretty old reference now, nearly twenty five year old reference. At this point, this so is true. you know Ooh, you got to stay. That's kind of weird. Relevant, think about. It's timeless. as old as a old as a reference as we are. Um, yeah, yeah. It came out when we were born. Exactly. So that's, no, that's yeah, great. that's uh that's weird. It would be, but there are also some looks that are timeless. And I'm going to kick off uh, my list with sort of a timeless entity, costume design wise, mm-hmm. and that is Indiana oh, Jones, um, the fedora the jacket, the whip, all of it. The whole kit that the man is rocking is so classic, man. I love Indiana Jones costume design, and not just in Raiders. You know, I love I love the kit in Raiders, but uh, I love the opening of Temple of Doom. He's wearing, like, a white tux with a little red palm bloom there on his, uh, on his lapel. Um, kind of... Uh, is that what just... the Star Wars reference is? Yes. The Codebreaker? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. It's a reference to Indiana Jones. I know um, that. But the Indiana Jones, I'm pretty sure, is a reference to Bond. So, like, it's like a, it's a storied, uh-huh. it's a storied little costume thing okay, that comes through. Okay. I see um, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, I, I fucking love Indiana Jones, love Harrison Ford, and, uh, just the classicness of it. I said Indiana Jones, and even if you haven't watched the Indiana Jones movies, you probably know what the man is wearing, you know, and that's kind of, mm-hmm. that's oh, yeah. iconic, you know, and that's, uh, that's wonderful. I absolutely love Indiana Jones, and I had to give him some love here. 
Uh, but I got some strong costume designs above him. I had to had to give him the love though at five mm-hmm. there. So I'd say he's he's probably recognizable off of his silhouette alone. Oh I mean, yeah, just seeing a dude in a fedora with a whip in his hand, you're like, oh, that's Indiana Jones. And he's got I mean, like a be... jacket that's got the sharp shoulders a little bit, you know. Oh. And you can, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Sometimes no, like, for sure. Like the vest with like you know, kind of mm. kind of showing some skin a little bit too. Yep. That's that's yep. a nice look. Uh, always love the uh, the good old good old revolver uh, that oh, he has course. too. Uh, I also almost went with Marion Ravenwood. I just wanted to mm-hmm. give her some love too because mm-hmm. the look she's rocking in Cairo and Raiders of the yeah. Lost Ark when she's got the white blouse and the red pants. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. One of Run my one of the most of tr- right? one of the most attractive looks any yeah. person has ever worn in any movie ever. Karen Allen yeah. as Marion Ravenwood there. Yeah, um, that's why at the end he's like, "Yeah, no, it kind of hurts here too." And uh, yeah, and, he's like, "Go ahead and, and yeah, yeah, hurts hurts here too." Uh, oh no, here, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> no, Indy's Indy's a classic. Um, Had to go with it. Had to give him the love. So I got Indy at five there. Okay. Well, number four um, after Comet is kind of sticking with the villain vein, uh, but going going to comic book movie territory here um and this this was the classic villain of my childhood um the one that sometimes gave me nightmares but also sometimes i wanted to be at the same time Um, (laughs) every now and then uh not as often but comes from spider-man one uh raimi toby mcguire but this is the green goblin uh, played by Willem Dafoe, uh, that that mask, and just oh, like man. him, just even even Willem Dafoe out of the costume completely, <laughs> and just in the mirror talking to himself. Oh my god, dude! I'm like that dude. Just I don't know if there could have been anyone else more perfect for that role. Uh, it was just no. I don't think like that's one of the most perfectly casted comic book roles mm-hmm. of all time. Like yeah. Willem Dafoe is such a fantastic actor, and to uh to get him in such a, a a role where he gets to just fucking let it fly, you know, he yeah. gets to just go fucking nuts. It's wonderful. Oh, I don't know. I'm just I'm that rooftop conversation, you know, that he's having. I hate you. <laughs> He's so, God, he's so, I mean. Parker. Like I did say, there are times where it would be nice to kind of be Green Goblin, you know. I think more for the glider aspect. Glider in the suit, you know. It's the costume that makes you want that, you know. it's Again, it's the kit. You know, the mm-hmm. chrome green and the, the yellow yeah. eyes and oh, yellow, yellow eyes. And tell me, I don't know, when I was a kid, I actually was kind of afraid of the scene where he was uh, crying like an old grandma or like yes. an old lady and then turned around and does the scream. That right was in- always a hor- horrific moment of the movie for me. Dude, yeah. No, that sucked. But it is followed by Toby just absolutely just matrix dodging all of these you know all of his mm-hmm. knife whatever i don't know what to call those the like shuriken grenade air seeking missile balls i don't <laughs> um but so i mean that that's always cool you always get that right after but no yeah no I, green goblin that's a 
a uh, a menace to society right there. That dude is just pure evil. And and getting him back in, in No Way Home was really cool as well. Another great costume design there as well, the sort of tattered yeah. suit that he's rocking mm-hmm. um, yeah. with the hoodie and shit. Like, it's, uh, it's cool. Getting punched in the face just over and over <laughs> and smiling and laughing. It's like, oh, my God, this dude is is unhinged careful what um, you wish for parker yeah no i'd uh i he's a definitely a, a for like a forever role like mm-hmm. a, i'll never forget like it, he that is ingrained in my memory forever oh yeah um, oh yeah I mean, gorgeous gorgeous costume too that's just uh one one of the mm-hmm. faves but uh you mentioned matrixing a little bit ago and i'm gonna take it to matrix for my number four here um and i'm gonna go with morpheus yeah, uh, Morpheus and in, in the Matrix. I mean, just the the little the little fucking the little fucking goggles are enough, you know. But so, then you add the trench coat, trench coat, and the whole fucking vibe. And I mean, my God, he's man. he's too clean, honestly. He's and so cool. It is canon in the Matrix that whatever you're showing up as in the Matrix is yourself image. Image, like it, yeah. it is what you think. You are. Right. And he he just knows. He's know? like, he, yeah, I'm that like, fucking guy. Yes. Yes. I, 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 in the movie, you know, Neo is literally like the second coming of Christ. You have, yeah. you know, Trinity that's basically, you know, I don't know, just also another second coming of Christ. And then Morpheus is just like, he basically is God, I guess, kind of. Like, uh, just... I don't know. He just knows everything and knows what to do. But I, he's just—he's so undoubtedly the best looking in that movie. Like, oh yeah, every time. Like those glass. It it might just be the, the glasses. You know, so many cool shots come from him too. Like the pills, yeah. you know, reflected yeah. in, his, in his glasses. Um, even the dojo. Him and a him and just a a nice. I don't know what you call that. Um, kimono, not a kimono, yeah. not a kimono. Oh, that sounded um, right. Uh, well, kimono is a different sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. it's not quite the robes he's wearing, but yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. Um, yeah, okay. A kimono looks is more of like a like more of a robe. Here. Yeah, more of. Um, hmm. But uh, I'm not sure. Regardless, uh, yeah, he looks fucking cool the whole fucking movie, man. Um, uh, and I, he... I love. Or G? Yeah, G. It's a G. Um, G. Sorry. Um, I just wasn't going to be able to sleep unless I, I figured that one out. No, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's definitely definitely the case. Um, yeah, baller in that as well. You know, like the the purple suit with the tie and the trench mm. coat. Like, what a pimp, Ooh. dude. When he's explaining, yeah, what the Matrix is, breaking it down to him, sitting yeah. in the like, one up the TV, like that outfit there. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Man, no, Morpheus, that's, I mean, if you're going to go with anyone in the Matrix, it's, I, I think it's not actually that hard of a decision. Like, I think it's, it is. Yeah, just, you know, like, he got the class, like, again, that movie's costume design is just iconic. It's bled yeah. through to many a Halloween forever, you know, the, uh, the, the, tr- the leather and the glasses, the sunglasses and the slicked back hair and Thank all you. that shit. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um. It's it's nice to see every now and then. Um it's a good look and 
I don't know. Glad glad that costume design is reminiscing throughout the world still. Oh yeah. Always praise Keanu Reeves, baby. Dude, Always I praise. need you know, one year I need to just full trench coat it up, get some glasses, you know, yeah. some Neo glasses and act like I can fly, dude. You know It's a must. Like, I just gotta believe. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go to a skyscraper and actually, you know, it might be dangerous to go full Neo mode. Uh, You're like, I, I might pro- be tempted. I, I'm like, I can make it the first time. You know, Neo yeah, couldn't. Right. I can, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, not a good idea. But, man. No, the man right now is Morpheus. Um, oh, yeah. But, but it is always nice to give the, the Matrix some love. Oh, Matrix is a wonderful movie with wonderful costume design. But uh, what you got at three there for you? Ah, well, it's in my ears right now. It's in my ears quite often, uh, this movie. Um, picking one character was a little tough, but, uh, it's, it is coming from the Tron Legacy world. I ended up going with Mm -hmm. Sam Flynn, um, the son of Jeff Bridges. I almost went with Jeff Bridges. Um, almost. He he has this very Jesus-like, um, old man in white robes, though this wise character in Tron. But, uh, Sam kind of... His look evolves more over time as the movie goes on, and I, I really like it. At first, you know, he is in the real world just this kind of biker boy, a nice kind of leather jacket as well, not not full Matrix mode or anything like that, that's for sure. But, well, you know, just a, a nice nice look to him. But when he gets into Tron world, that's that's where that's where it's all about. Um, the, Ooh, uh, yeah, just the neon lights, the the light, the bikes too that are in there that he rides. Oh my god, Disc Wars. Fucking take that disc off your back and it's a weapon that can kill and slice people in half. Um, gotta love that. Um, and honestly, just the entire look of the Tron world in itself is just incredible. Just blue and orange. It's very, very simple, you know. Good versus evil. The good is blue, the evil is orange. Um, yeah. And and it's, it's really cool whenever uh, you see, like, literally like the evil like infects itself like you it literally like takes over parts of the city or or people or programs as you know they're called in the movie but i don't know it is i love i love this world world look um and i'll I'll never i'll never stop talking about this movie um it's it's up there in my favorites Mm. of all time um no, I love that. I love oh, that. Love me. So no, funny. yeah. Like I've never seen Tron Legacy, but I, I, again, one of those production designs and costume designs that just kind of bleeds through into pop culture in a way that yep. I know exactly what his what the Tron world looks like. You know the the yeah. geometrical neon vibe, dude. It's mm-hmm. fucking fucking beautiful. Oh, so yeah. I, I love that choice. I love that you choice. Know, you know, whenever Daft Punk themselves just fit into the universe without any changes whatsoever (laughs) like that's pretty sick you know like they literally show up in the movie and it's like yeah no that's that's what the djs of this club would look like 100 percent their vibe no like uh they did i guess they it's not their their uh original look i think they have like some white like it's all white um their helmet Mm. they're kind of all all whited out but um no gotta love me some tron yeah i'll uh just if anything the audio experience is enough and then also the visual experience you like 
it's crazy. You could watch the movie on mute and have a good time. You could watch the movie with a blank screen and have a good time. Um, but right. both at the same time, I mean, it is a little childish at some at some points. Whatever. Oh, wonderful audio visual experience, and that's what you want from a movie, man. That's yeah. all you want. It's it's nice and entertaining, and what more could you want? Mm-hmm. But uh, my three actually comes from the movie we are discussing tomorrow on this podcast. We begin our David Fincher spotlight in anticipation uh-huh. of a killer uh, with Fight Club tomorrow. And I'm going to be taking the costume design for Tyler Durden. Mm. Portrayed by Brett. Um, the red leather jacket and the red tinted sunglasses and the white collared shirt underneath that flops over mm. the, the jackets, you know, lapel thing like uh Fucking gorgeous. I love the costume design and of course uh it's it's worn by a rather rather beautiful man and Brad Pitt in the nineties. Um so you can't really go wrong there, but uh it is kind man. of the hair. The hair kind of ties it all together. It does. And, it does. I mean, it, it, it fits the vibe for who that character is. And that's the mm-hmm. thing, is that it also creates the vibe for who that character is, you know, and to to do that with a costume and a character design so thoroughly to where I I know what this guy is going to be like when I look at him. You know what I'm saying? And that's a, that's a great way to, to set the tone for a character. And I feel like Fight Club did such an excellent job with, uh, with Brad Pitt's character design there. And, uh, man, yeah, it's, it's a simple one, but, uh, I absolutely adore it. And, uh, good old Tyler Durden reminds me of the, uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, thriller jacket you know any anytime you can pull off a red leather jacket you mm. know you're kind of stunting like i don't know that's that's not very common uh that you see and i don't know in in memory those are kind of the only two that i can really think of i feel like i've seen prince probably in a red leather jacket at some something point. like it something um, like it but yeah man michael kaplan was the costume designer for fight club and he's got a storied career as a costume designer he did blade runner in 82 also some wonderful costume design in that movie he did the costume design for the sequel trilogy of star wars um so you know kylo ren and ray and the like those are those are him i am legend he did that he did miami vice one we're doing for the michael mann uh so yeah a very very prominent costume designer and uh love to see the work by him there but uh yeah, had to go with Fight Club's Tyler Durden for my three there. Awesome. Okay, well, we're on to the top two, and uh, I guess it wasn't much of a debate on which one was going one and which one was going two, but you were talking about how Tyler Durden was, uh, you, you look at him and you know uh, what this dude's going to be like um, just by looking at him. Don't even need to speak to him. This character that I'm rolling up with, coming from the Star Wars universe, I think, fits that bill. You look at him. You instantly know what this dude's about. Mm. Uh, no questions asked. Um, and it is Darth Maul. Um, not for, you know, the first scene, you know, talking to the Emperor and such. And then, and then on Tatooine, just going to run over a child, you know. Like, doesn't even know the kid at this point. Doesn't mm. give a fuck. Just at, doesn't ready, care. Ready to kill him. Who cares? Uh, kill him and but then the like the big reveal uh the double bladed uh you know 
reveal the the doors open up. We'll handle Pulls this down the hood. You know, we'll handle this. Go get out of here. The classic Obi Wan Qui Gon stepping up, and then you hear, you know, two. Oh my god, dude! Uh, and then the horns, you know, of the Phantom Menace soundtrack go, and you're just like, holy shit. What are we about to get into, dude? And then you get one of the best fights in the Um, I don't know. It's it is it is up there with the best fights I think ever. Um, Qui Gon's really feeling shitty. Uh, about how many other people have been stabbed in the stomach after him. Um, I think I don't, a lot of people like to harp on that that uh. Qui-Gon has to be rolling in his grave uh, after <laughs> after all these people getting stabbed in the stomach and such. But it's like, every time someone has gotten stabbed in the stomach, it's like, like uh, Sabine. People were like bringing it back up when Sabine uh, got stabbed. But it was like, that was like in the side, you know, of her. And she was it was in the side. Like, she got like immediate medical attention. Yeah, and like also, I was also thinking like, he got stabbed by Darth Maul. Like, out of hatred, you know? I wonder mm-hmm. if, like, a kill out of hate, And he wasn't expecting it to, like, come at all. You know, I don't know. It was, like, different. I don't know. I feel like his... Anyway, now we're getting into the deep lore of Qui-Gon Jinn's death. Um, but that's just what Star Wars does. Um, Absolutely. Nah, man. D- uh, Darth Maul's character design is one of the more iconic. Yeah. Uh, again, goes along with, like, Green Goblin for me. Um, mm-hmm. as a childhood villain that you just could not yeah. get out of your head, man. Uh, yeah. And even in, in uh, animated in uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, he's sick. Um, the, get the get a little spider leg version of mm-hmm. him for a little yeah. bit. That's really awesome. And then, uh, oh, yeah, man, Tr- Trisha yeah, Bigger's work on uh, the prequel trilogy as the costume designer there mm-hmm. was yeah. again fucking incredible. To, like establishing the. The vibe of all the Jedi, basically, and uh, yeah. Count Dooku, fucking gorgeous Ooh. costume design there as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Give me that lightsaber. Yeah. That's the best lightsaber yeah. in the entire galaxy right there. Um, or universe now, I guess we have to say. I don't know. Um, yeah, right, right. Not just one galaxy anymore. Um, but yeah, man. No, I, li- I like that. I'm, I'm sticking with you in Star Wars, but I'm taking it back to the OT. And I'm going yeah, yeah. with uh, Darth Vader. Got to go, the Darth other Vader, man. Twist. Oh yeah, uh, the other logical choice. You know, we did we did a little bartering there. You know, mm-hmm. deciding who was going to get who because one of us was going to get Vader, one of us was going to get Maul. It's just a guarantee. Um, and I'm happy to have taken Vader off your hands there. Um, a little because I mean, there I've been talking about iconic looks, and there oh, is. On. Not a single more iconic costume in all of movies. Just the most, the most recognizable character ever. Um, Does he also have the most recognizable breathing pattern of all time? Yeah, yes. Like, think you about know. that. People know him off two, off an inhale. Like, off a singular inhale. Maybe it takes two. Mm-hmm. Maybe it takes an inhale and an exhale. But that's it. And you know that Darth that's Vader. Vader. Yeah, no, nah, man. The the costume yeah. designer in the original trilogy, John Malo, at least for A New Hope and Empire. I will give some respect to Return of the Jedi, though. That is far and away the shiniest Vader ever looks. Mm. I love mm-hmm. shiny Vader, man. 
Uh, I, I do dig that, you know, because in A New Hope, he looks a little more weathered, you know, like he's been through shit and the evolution of that costume to kind of, uh, you know, it, 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 the more budget that they got behind that movie, the more that they were like, uh, OK, well, we'll spice up this costume a little bit, but just in got small to. ways. Um, man, I, lo- I love Darth Vader and I love the uh, I love the costume design there. It's probably my favorite thing about Darth Vader is the look and the whole fucking aesthetic you're establishing with him so uh talk about a guy that you look at and you know you know what he's about too you know just like look at vader and you're like okay well even with vader people look at him they know but you could feel him coming you start to feel cold and scared for no reason you don't even know why you're scared you just know death is like around you that's insane you know right oh my god um i love that that like in rebels as well uh mm. like they're building him up like oh i feel i feel cold i don't know why like and, and they're like it's him you know like oh my god and he lights his lightsaber but he does it in a way where it's like pointing the camera so it looks super short whenever he lights it up so I, it, it just looks like he has this itty bitty little lightsaber and then he moves it to the side like two seconds later and you're like ah there it is like you should have should have ignited it that way you know right right uh, from the jump but no, I don't think Vader Vader really cares uh, no. about that. I think, He's got the look. He's got the vibe. You know it. You know it when you see him. The man means fucking business. So, yeah, I had to go Vader there. Uh, hard to put him at two, but I, I, I like yeah. my one a little bit too much. Okay. Yeah, that's that's where I was. I love me Maul. I love Star Wars. But uh, it doesn't, doesn't quite beat the, uh, I'd say, a little bit longer lasting love. Uh, yeah, it, it did. It did start sooner. Uh, my love of Spider-Man. And uh, I was debating on which which suit to go with. Um, I was I was going back and forth between Toby. Um, I really love Toby's suit. Uh, even him drawing it up himself, going through that whole process and making it. I love that. Um, but when you're when you're looking at the suits, I think it's it's kind of undeniable when you put them side by side. Um, Andrew Garfield's The Amazing Spider-Man 2, that suit is just kind of a cut above everything else. And especially even when he's just swinging around the city, you see the ripples, like it's, it's like loose on him a little bit, but also tight at the same time. So, but it like blows in the wind. The eyes are perfect. It's like, that's, I don't, it's, it's like also a little scary too. Um, I love, uh, I haven't played the new Spider-Man game yet. But uh, people are taking some like scre- some really awesome looking screenshots like in the game. The game just mm, looks beautiful yeah. enough, and like they're I- I've never thought about this at like seeing Spider Man as like scary looking before. Like I've always known him as like you know just the little kid. You know he's, he's Peter Parker. Like I-, I don't see him as scary. But like there was a a tweet where it said like uh what what Peter sees, and then it says like what they see. Um, and it was like, he was on top of a crane, like looking down, but like kind of perched like he does, like as a spider, you know, like kind of. Right. And like what, you know, he just saw all the goons on the ground, or whatever. But like when it looked up, it was like the moon was in the background. Like you could just see the big eyes and then like right. just the silhouette of them, you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, Ooh, I've never, never really thought of Spider-Man as scary before, but. I don't know, it, man. Like, you watch a man crawl up a wall at you. Do some of the shit that he does, uh, specifically true. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. The way he like crawls yeah. around, 
lizard, dude. like an actual oh, spider. Like, yeah. yeah, man, that's uh that's yeah. something I certainly would not fuck with. Um, mm. yeah, but yeah, I'd another fantastic costume designer there, and Deborah L. Scott. She did. She's also uh, James Cameron's costume designer, so she did Titanic and the Avatar movies. Um, costume design wise, she also did uh, another one we'll be discussing soon for our uh, uh, our Michael Mann spotlight. She did Heat, um, mm. so I'm very very excited for that. She did Back to the Future. Ooh, uh, that's a, a couple, good one. Yeah, a couple Spielberg ones. Got Minority Report in there. Transformers. Ooh, um, Ooh. yeah, the, Transformers. Yeah, that's actually that's a good honorable mention there. That's. That's some impressive design there. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like, they were based off, I think they had, like, comics or, or like, a TV show or something before. But they looked yeah. nothing. I mean, like, yeah, like, definitely based off of, uh, you know, I mean, originally toys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They started as uh, toys, okay. Um, okay. which is a rarity, you know. Things don't typically wow. start as toys and then evolve into other shit, but... uh yeah, man, Transformers. That's a good. That's that's a good one. But yeah, Deborah L. Scott's work on the Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah, that that's that is easily my favorite Spider-Man costume as well, man. And uh, there's a few great costume designs in that. I like Electro in it a lot. I uh, I think that yeah, uh, Harry's Harry Osborn's costume design kind of uh, it gets ragged on a lot, but I think it's incredibly original. And they obviously were trying to do something new. You can't just copy and paste what they yeah. did with Raimi. So you gotta, you gotta try some original. And I think that it, I think it works, you know, I think it did a good job, but, uh, I mean, that Spider-Man suit's kind of undeniable. It's fucking gorgeous. It is nice. And all of them do look great. Like, I mean, that there's not really a Spidey suit that I hate. Um, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah. In fact, my least favorite one's probably the black and gold one from no way home. I think yeah. it's like turned inside yeah, out. Like out yeah yeah the tech inside yeah that's that's true um it's like it's fine but you know mm-hmm. again not like actively hating it it's just yeah. just is what it is but uh that's a good one that's a good top one and uh my top one is going to uh the rocky horror picture shows uh dr frankenfurter uh the costume design there by sue blaine uh, just a wonderful little I mean, drag. It's basically, you know, it's Tim Curry dressed up in a tight corset up top, booty shorts and high heeled boots and just heavy makeup. And throughout them, he throws on multiple jackets and costumes and stuff. And it's just gorgeous work. You know, I, I think that specifically when it comes to drag, you get a lot of opportunity to do some wonderful stuff costume wise. I almost went with two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar for this as well, simply because mm-hmm. you got three drag queens in that movie who are fucking popping out, uh, mm-hmm. every, every single fucking frame. So I think that, uh, but I wanted to go a little bit more horror influenced and Rocky horror picture show literally has horror in the title. So, uh, huh. uh, had to, had to get it, had to get it. Yeah. The transvestite from Transylvania. As he as he dubs himself, um, wow! But uh, yeah, wonderful, it. Look at, wonderful. Just looking movie. at pictures of it right now, and I, that is a like a point you brought up, like with drag that you it's already like over the top, so you can like expectations are just 
anything is like, yeah, that's that's a costume, you know, like anything goes, bro. It's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking of like just people like celebrities that just have crazy costume design, like like Lady Gaga, like thinking mm-hmm. of like just, or like Madonna did yep. as well. Just like always did some crazy shit. Um, early uh, early career, Katy Perry, Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Yeah, always yeah. popping out, always popping out. Um, yeah, I mean, man, fashion that, that would be kind of fun, you know. It is kind of a oh, dude. I guess like a a rich person thing, you know, and like For it's sure. always like oh this I, I, it's this designer or whatever, you know, blah blah blah. But like that would be kind of fun to like uh, design some clothes or oh super cool or, uh, look or something like that, but. No, yeah. So I I had to I had to go Rocky Rocky Horror Picture Show there with Doctor Frankenfurter. I also just love Tim Cur- Tim Curry in that movie. So uh, that's my top one for costume design. Uh, you want to run us back through those five for you real quick? Oh, yeah, five to one or one to five. One to five. Let's do one to five. All right. I got one Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man two specifically. Two Darth Maul. Three Sam Flynn. Four the Green Goblin, and five. Commodus. I went with one Dr. Frankenfurter, two Darth Vader, three Tyler Durden of Fight Club, four Morpheus from the Matrix, and five Indiana Jones. And with that, we can move on to the occult. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking do this thing. Occult, the criteria here once again, witches, demons, you know, the, the, the mystical side of horror. Um, and doesn't have to be strictly horror. I think horror comes with the, uh, the idea that it has to be scary. It has to be hor like it has to be horrifying. And, you know, that helps when we're talking about it. But, you know, I, I had an honorable mention that fell just outside my top five, uh, called the Witches of Eastwick, which isn't particularly scary, um, by any means, but there are witches and it's, it's a fun fucking movie with Susan Sarandon, Cher, Michelle Pfeiffer. And oh, yeah. uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, super fun fucking movie. Strongly recommend it. And Jack Nicholson, I'm pretty sure plays uh, fucking Satan. So like it's uh, wow, that sounds yeah, super awesome. super cool movie. Strongly recommend it. And uh, yeah, unfortunately fell just outside my top five here. But uh, yep, that's the criteria. So if you want to take us on in, we can start with your five, and we can work our way up. All right. Well, starting off. Um, is a movie that came out in 2011, and I really believe I probably saw this in 2011. Um, I remember seeing it uh, when I was young. Um, haven't seen it in quite some time, but I do remember um, like watching the movie initially and being like, oh yeah, this is – it seems pretty classic. Um, just classic run-of-the-mill horror movie where a group of college teens – go on some they're on fall break or some shit you know mm-hmm. and they're like we let's go stay at this cabin and just get drunk and you know do whatever we're in this cabin we're in the middle of the woods because that's a good idea um yep always got to be a cabin in the woods and and it turns out like it, it's almost like i don't want to spoil the movie because it's it's such a like kind of cool twist like where it goes um, but it, it starts off with like some weird stuff happening around the cabin, you know, stuff's stuff's not completely right. Uh, and there's you know this basement, very dark, creepy. And it's like, oh, you know, we're scared. No, like who who's dumb enough to go check out the creepy basement in a cabin? You know, so like it's 
they're very like like aware of themselves, you know, to like in in the movie of like classic horror tropes and stuff like that. Um and then it turns out there's like massive surveillance over this ca- like this cabin is like locked inside of almost like a Westview sort of environment uh like WandaVision. Mm-hmm. It's like this force field around it. And in the basement, there's this secret lab where there's just a shit ton of scientists like watching over this group of college kids and they're like betting on how they will go or like what's going to happen to them during this trip and and in this basement they have like a wall full of monsters i mean just like any monster you could think of like 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 pokemon i mean it's not like pokemon like I'm trying to think of, like, an equivalent thing. You know, like, in the Emoji movie, I can't believe I'm going here, but it's just <laughs> that massive wall and all of the emojis, like, inside of their own little cubicle thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that, but instead of emojis, just monsters and every kind of monster you can imagine. I mean, like, vampires, werewolves, zombies, just everything. Um, and this Just this creepy fucking, like, scientist kind of cult that they have going on where they lure groups of people in and just bet how they're going to go, and uh, it doesn't go quite their way this time, um, mm. is, is, is how the movie ends. It's, it's, very, it's a very crazy, chaotic ending. Um, okay. Like, dealing with, like, the fate of humanity, I believe, at the end. I'm pretty sure that is involved. Um, I, I think the fate of humanity is on the line at the end. Chris Hemsworth is in here, uh, so... I, I, I remember I was looking at that and I'm like, wow, I don't remember Crimson or Chris Hemsworth being in this movie at all. But right. um But no. Yeah, that's I can't believe I remember that much about the movie actually. Um just bit Yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Uh um, no, that's fucking awesome, man. I've never watched Cabin in the Woods. I was actually watching Bob's Burgers the other day, which is going to be my costume with Emily this year. We're gonna be Bob and Linda from Bob's Burgers, <laughs> so I'm excited about that. But uh uh but <laughs> There's a part where Gene, the younger, the son in Bob's Burgers, is staying the night at a friend's house, and uh, the friend wants to run away in the middle of the night. So he's like, "I built, I built us something in the woods. We're gonna go, we're gonna go out there, and we're gonna, we're gonna be out there." He's like, "You built a cabin in the woods? Haven't you ever seen cabin in the woods?" And uh, he's like, "No, I haven't." And he's like, "Neither have I." But the music in those trailers was scary, you know. So like, uh, that that. <laughs> That's yeah. as big as my knowledge of Cabin in the Woods goes as well. Yeah. I remember being 11 when those, you know, previews would come on between uh during commercials and just be like, "Oh man, that looks freaky." Yeah. Well, I guess massive spoiler dump there. Um I'm pretty sure that's how it goes down. I could I think I have like 90% of it down pretty okay. solid. No, yeah, but, and here's the thing. I'm to a point now where spoilers don't really bother me. I'm more interested in how they do it than what they do, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Now, I, I respect other people's wishes as far as spoilers are concerned. But uh, I, mm-hmm. I, and it, 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 again, varies thing to thing. But I'm not too pressed about knowing a lot of what happens in Cabin in the Woods. I might go That's ahead true. and watch it at some point. Yeah, it, it, yeah uh, okay. It is fun. Like, my five, I'm not going to spoil for you because it is a wonderful legacy sequel to a movie I know you love. Mm. Um, oh, my yes. five is Dr. Sleep from 2019, directed by Mike Flanagan, starring Ewan McGregor and mm. uh, Rebecca Ferguson. This is uh, a legacy sequel to The Shining. 
and very, very important. And I think something that, you know, a lot of people get hung up on is that, uh, you know, it's not trying to be the shining. It's trying to expand on the mythology that the shining kind of proposes for you. Like, you know, you meet, uh, you meet uh, the gentleman who's working as the cook at the uh, at the Overlook in The Shining, and him and Danny connect, and you realize, oh, it's more than just him. There's there's there, so yeah. it goes into all the people who have the shine. Like it's Ooh, like a a bigger, cool. grander universe, and it explains how the hotel's mechanics kind of work in that regard. Like Ooh. what it, it like it doesn't just shine; it wants to like eat it wants to it wants to swallow your shine it wants you to stay there so it has more power is kind of wow. the idea um cool. but it's I really cool to see you and mcgregor play an older danny you know this is also a cool uh legacy sequel where they just recast the roles of wendy and jack when they do like flashbacks and stuff so that you don't get this like cgi monstrosity um version mm. of jack nicholson um <laughs> But uh, it, it's it's really cool to see, and uh, huh. I I I fucking love this movie. Uh, it's it's quite long. In fact, it's probably longer than it needs to be. But it's still it's all engrossing, man. Like I was never bored. I was I was always there for it. Um, yeah, there's uh, you know, you're dealing with Danny about thirty years older than he huh. was and he in goes The Shining. Back? He goes back um, to the hotel? No, or... he doesn't. He, he does, he, he, that's an important part of the movie. There's a reason he goes back. It's not like he's just like, well, I'm going to go visit the site of my greatest trauma. You know, like it's like a, yeah. there, there is a purpose for going back. So like he does eventually go back, but I won't give that away. Hmm. Um, Rebecca Ferguson plays the like villain entity. And she's she operates on a similar level that the hotel does. She wants to. Wow. The way they prolong life is by swallowing other people's magic capabilities, basically. Um, and it's, it's, it's super fun, dude. Like, it's an extremely fun movie. And, you know, it's, it's not like Danny's all happy and shit now. You know, it's like, well, a kid who dealt with that stuff when he was nine probably won't grow up to be the happiest fucker. You know yeah, what I'm no. saying? Like, uh, dude's an alcoholic, dude's having a rough go of it. Um, yeah. Makes sense. I mean, inherits those traits from his father, you know, like as far as the al alcoholism and stuff like he's, you know, it's it's a very honorable legacy sequel, which I think that a lot of a lot of legacy sequels try to just bank on the nostalgia where this I feel like it's not trying to be the shining. It's trying to build on what the shining presents. And I think that's really cool. So uh, I like it a lot. So I got Dr. Sleep at my five for the occult. OK, moving on to four. I have uh, an interesting movie experience, uh, and that's kind of why it's up here. It's, it's memorable. I don't know if it's because of the movie or how I viewed it, but um, it is The Sixth Sense uh, mm. with Bruce Willis, and can't remember um, who else was in there. If Pretty sure it's any... directed by M. Night Shyamalan, by the way. Um, it is, yeah. Um yeah, okay. Anyway, um but this the in when I was talking about it, the way I viewed it, my uh uncle um in his house uh doing very well for himself. 
has has a pretty nice. He he got a movie theater in, installed in his basement. Um, pretty nice sound system in there as well. For some reason, the first movie we decide to watch whenever it's all done, everything's set and finished. Um, eight people were invited. I was one of the eight, um, and we watched The Sixth Sense um, in here for the first time. And it was my first viewing of it. And I don't know, it it, it was, uh, I love me a good uh, mind, you know, mind fuck of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this big is twist a, in this one. Yeah, a big a twist that'll, I don't know, that, that'll stick with me, or just that's very memorable. Yeah, um, it's one of those things you don't spoil for people, you know. That's yeah. one of those. Yeah, you hold I on know. to that one. Yeah, I gotta. And then you know, kids, kids are just creepy always. Uh, always. A, a little, a little boy or a little girl, if they're in any movie that's somewhat of a thriller or horror-y at all, it's like you're just. I don't know. I'm, I'm always just on edge. Like, what are they? Like, what? What's their deal? Like, what? I don't. They just bring bad stuff all the time in horror movies. Um. And I don't know this, this kid's not too bad. Uh, I I think it's it's more of like I, I remember more of like the them developing like this relationship over the movie. Um, actually, like it not actually being like the scariest movie. What's like really? Um, it, it's actually pretty calm most of the time. Um, but then, like I don't even remember how they get to that twist. Like I don't even remember how. Um, they arrive there and how it, it is like this big moment where you're like, wait, well, you're like, what? You're like, what just happened here? Um, yeah, it, I don't know. It It is one that I, that I am hesitating to like even, even say like what happens because it is like such a. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't either. Like, it's just, uh, yeah. all you need to say is that it's a good movie. It's a good Halloween-y vibe sort of movie and it fits into the occult you know it does fit into the occult so like uh you know you you know roughly what you're getting into but uh yeah man uh bruce willis at his peak man he was the shit i love i love me some bruce willis um Mm -hmm. yeah man no sixth sense that's one i need to re i need to watch i've never seen it that's one that i know the twist ending because of the song jizz in my pants by lonely island (laughs) Um, wow, crazy. Um, well, and it's because, like, I heard that song for the first time, like, over 10 years ago. So it's not mm-hmm. like, yeah. it was not like, oh, fuck, now I can't watch The Sixth Sense. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, yeah. it's it's one that I've I've just always kind of known the ending of The Sixth Sense because mm-hmm. of that. So, like, uh, and that I love me crazy. some M. Night. Uh, the, Bruce Willis and him have another great uh, collaboration in Unbreakable. Uh, they did like it's part of the split glass yeah, yeah. trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the first one, and it has Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson. And man, that's a fucking good movie. Like, mm-hmm. it takes the superhero sort of genre and flips it on its head a little bit. I think you'd enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, M Knight and Bruce Willis, a very very strong duo there. In a sixth sense, I'll have to uh, I'll have to give that a watch at some point. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, my four. I move on to one of my favorite horror directors. Maybe my favorite horror director of all time with John Carpenter. Uh, and for the occult genre here, I'm going with In the Mouth of Madness, starring uh, Sam Neill, famous for Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, he plays a. Uh, a. Uh, you know, uh, he he's an insurance investigator. 
he you know like if you make a claim he tries to find the authenticity in it and stuff and uh the okay. idea is that this horror writer Sutton Kane um has released a new book titled In the Mouth of Madness and when people read it they lose their fucking mind um that's that's the whole thing oh. they you know they re- you read it and they go fucking nuts but here's the thing the company publishing this book does not have the full rights to uh, release the next one because Sutton Kane is missing. So they're looking for the insurance claim to, you know, manage to uh, pay out, you know, compensation for losing one of their writers, you know, basically. Um, so they have to go and find Sutton Kane. Like if they can find Sutton Kane, it proves that this investigation is a farce and they don't need to pay out. So that's his involvement in the story there. And what they where they go is a town from Sutton Kane's new book. They they travel through this little mystical portal thing that is a little fucking freaky, and then they're there in this fictional town okay. and horror ensues. It's actually um John Carpenter has a really fun knack for making horror movies that are unsettling, but they're not like Ah, you know like it's not making me like fear for my fucking life while i'm sitting in bed you know which makes it a lot more enjoyable in my opinion um Mm -hmm. dude it's a wonderful looking movie a great score sam neill you know i like him in jurassic park but i like him a lot more and in the mouth of madness is a performer like he is so fucking good in this yeah i think um I don't know why i feel like i remember him in something else i don't know i feel like peaky blinders is ringing a bell but i don't know like maybe he's like the inspector in peaky like yeah he is he's major campbell i okay that did ring a bell yeah i don't know i i like him um in peaky blinders i really liked him he was he's just a really good performer uh this this would be cool seeing him that long ago as well 95 or 94 uh with this one I like yeah, this. No, man, I love love me some in the mouth of madness and I uh, love John Carpenter and this was one of those ones where it's just so fucking good, you know. Uh strongly recommend it. Probably not for everybody, but it it was certainly for me and uh, I enjoy it a great deal. So uh in the mouth of madness there at 4 for me. All right. 3. It's one we covered not too long ago um in our comic book journey project. Mm. Um, and almost, uh, had something else, um, right? It's, it's not, yeah, it it didn't make it. So we'll give an honorable mention, uh, to Keanu and Constantine was almost here. Um, but Ah, I, I switched it out for Ghost Rider, um, instead. And, and I still stand by this decision. Um, I would too. Um, especially when we're talking Halloween type movies, I feel like Ghost Rider's more of the Halloween kind of movie I'm 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 trying to watch rather than Constantine. Constantine's good. Um and that, that is a, a good another Satan performance that's pretty pretty, you know, cool and unique uh, that mm-hmm. you don't really see a whole lot on it. it. It is a cool movie. But Ghost Rider's just like it's also cool. Like at the same like I don't know, Ghost yeah. Rider's just cool. And uh what's his name? Sam uh Sam Elliott. God damn it. Sam Elliott in this movie. I could just I wit I don't know. 
That was my last ride. My la- yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I still don't understand. Really, no, why understand Nick fucking Cage, baby? Yeah. Oh, Nick fucking Cage. Whoa. Yeah. Dude's just made a deal with the devil, but um, and then just tried to keep dying, pretty much, just doing stunts. <laughs> like, well, I know I can't die, so like, might as well. You know, might as well just Why become not? the best stuntsman of all time. Why not? Uh, and then gets a little something more. Uh, just a little bit. Just a, yeah. I mean, the ghost. I got another character design that you could That's really true. make a make a lot Dude, before the, the Ghost Rider. It's slick. Swoop, whoop. You know the the Spike double loop around. And, oh, yeah. God, dude, the fucking what's it called? The the stare. The penance the, stare. The penance stare, dude. That's terrifying. You know, like I'd rather get beaten up or like shot or I don't know, like normal. But like that, I feel like that's like it's like painful times a thousand. I don't know. I feel like you're going through he- a hellish experience. You know, all mm. in those seconds. So yeah, that's that's scary. But yeah, no, that's you're right. That's a costume design that that might have might have deserved it. The whole his whole. Everything. The bike. He can ride up buildings on that shit, dude. I mean, like, straight up. Literally. Um, Just right on glass. Doesn't matter. Busting all those windows open. Matter. The chain Doesn't whip. Doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, he, a gun, he can change anything into Ghost Rider tech. He can Ghost Riderify it. Yeah, he can. He, he just Ghost Riderified a shotgun, you know? Yep. Like, it didn't have any ammo left, so he's like, Ghost Before Rider you ask, time. your bike's this. Your bike's okay. Yeah, he knew that'd be the first. And one. also, last night did happen. Uh, yeah. lo- love Sam Elliott, dude. Uh, yeah. Sam, like an extremely memorable movie. Now that I've watched it again, like yeah, and, and also extremely enjoyable. I know that people are gonna be like Ghost Rider. What the fuck, dude, man? No, no. Ghost Rider, bro. That shit is awesome. Like I I love that movie. It fucked, dude. I don't know. It was I I was expecting it to be so bad. Because that was my first time ever watching it. Like I and I've only heard really bad things about it. And I'm like, what are people on? I mean, like, sure, it's no you know, it's no Godfather, but like, come on. It's (laughs) Yeah, no, like, you know, critically, it is fair to say the movie's not very good. But as far as turn your brain off, have some fun yeah. entertainment, you yeah. can't get much better than that, especially comic book movie wise, man. Like it is so fucking yeah. fun. I have a great time with Ghost Rider. So yeah. I, I love that pick there. I, I did almost try to slide Constantine in here, but it felt wrong putting it over Dr. Sleep. I like Dr. Sleep a lot. And uh, yeah, Constantine's got some great, great horror ish, horror adjacent stuff with the demons mm. and sending the entities back to hell and stuff like that's all that's all very good and oh, fun yeah. but uh yeah man ghost rider it's uh, i love nick cage man never gonna hear me knocking nick cage oh. that, that man's the shit so uh love perfect, that perfect pick. role for him as well oh dude absolutely johnny blaze yeah, yeah he's dude. having a good fucking time man i love yeah, i love i might watch that movie again tonight just fucking does uh, we're talking all about all these fucking movies, and the one I'm like, you know what, I might watch tonight is fucking Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. No, I, mean, I am watching Fight Club tonight. I have to. Yeah, what but is uh, it, uh, hour fifty minutes, you know, Ghost Rider. 
Um, Might be a tad long. Could probably could have been twenty minutes shorter. Uh, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, no, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. And uh, uh, at my three, I'm going with uh, one of one of a, a great director, Sam Raimi. Uh, Sam Raimi, you know, we've already given him some love for Spider Man. But uh, my favorite Sam Raimi trilogy is the Evil Dead trilogy. Um, seen these posters. I haven't seen the movies, but man, these posters are oh, very dude. memorable for some reason. The um, Evil Dead is, I mean, Sam Raimi just went into the fucking woods and made a movie with his homies. And that's all the first Evil Dead movie is. Like, it is, it is truly, it is indie film out the ass. There's hardly any budget behind it, and it shows, but it's fucking awesome for that reason. It's so original. Um, I go, I go with Evil Dead 2 for my, for my pick of my favorite Evil Dead movie. Uh, but it's kind of, I'm kind of slotting it in here as a repre- representative of the entire Evil Dead, uh, original trilogy. I've never watched any more of the Evil Dead movies, but, uh, I fucking love Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams. An incredible performance there. In Evil Dead 2, he gets to shine by himself pretty much the whole movie. In the first one, he rides up there with like a group of friends and they slowly get picked off because the woods come to life and mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, they find a recording that's, uh, they find a recording and the book of the dead, which is bound and bound by human skin. And, you know, it's, uh, it's real fucked up. It's real gross. And they like open it. They start playing a recording and this guy recites an incantation that brings to life the deadites, which are basically demons. Um, it's okay. just like a, it's, it's an essence, you know, it's not like zombies are crawling out of the ground and stuff. It's like a, it's a spiritual thing and it, it engulfs the house. It engulfs the the woods outside. Uh, it's fucking gnarly, man. There's a there's a scene in the first one that's pretty graphic. Um, as far as uh, I mean, there's a few scenes that are pretty graphic, but uh, like a like a wow, you took it there sort of thing. Um, in the first one, but the second one, it's so funny because it opens with like a here's what happened in the first one, and it's like absolutely not what happened in the first one. It's just like they're they like basically retconned it to where it was only ash and his girlfriend who went out there and the other two people who went with them like never existed in the second one but uh i just i i love that sam raimi was like fuck it i'm gonna just say that it was like i i don't know the choice behind that but i'm here for it um nah man it's a fun fun franchise the first one maybe i don't know like he's like here's Here's what happened. Just trust, you know. And I won't like, tell you how this happens, but the third one, uh, Ash is in medieval times. Um, it's called Army of Darkness. Um, okay. Naturally, he gets, you know, he ends up in the medieval times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's fighting like, deadites alongside yeah. knights. He's been, like, prophesied to return to this time. He's, like, a like not a god like, to these people, but, yeah. Ash. Um, I don't know. It seems that that seems like where the the trilogy would go. If I mean, you were why to not? ask me randomly, yeah, medieval times probably is where I'm going. Wow, then that's uh, that's incredible. Um, prophet. I love the Evil Dead movies, and if you love Sam Raimi, and I know you do, you will love the Evil Dead movies. Like it's just it's and that one, the third one is called Army of Darkness. The first two is Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. There are a lot of people who watch Army of Darkness. 
not even knowing it's Evil Dead 3. And I think it kind of stands on its own that way in a fun way. But, you know, uh, you do get a lot more if you watch Evil Dead 2 with it back to back. But uh, no, man, I love the Evil Dead trilogy. So I had to give it some love here. So Evil Dead 2 at uh, at 3. Well, number two, we've kind of been talking about it a little bit um, uh, with your number five. Um, I have the original, the OG here, um, The Shining. I have uh, here for me at number two. Ooh, that's at your um, two. Okay. Originally was at number one, and then I, I came to my senses, um, and you'll you'll see why, obviously, a little bit later. Mm. Um, but but The Shining is uh, is probably one of my favorite just horror vein movies of all time. Um, it's just it, it's it's a horror movie that's actually just well made at the same time and right and it, there's just so much suspense building the entire time of the movie and now now after hearing that little little doctor sleep uh talk i'm i'm very intrigued um by that movie oh. and uh, wanting to know what's going on with this hotel cuz that's that's what the first one leaves you thinking you're like wait a minute what you're like i mean it just keeps getting crazier and crazier you're like what's going on here and then that picture at the end and you're like hold the fuck like hold the phone you're like what's what what did i just watch that's kind of hilarious i will tell you dr sleep does nothing to answer any questions from the first shining um <laughs> well, I, guess, I guess it does get you to like at least expand your horizons oh for yeah no, and that's again. That's why I loved it so much. Is that Mike Flanagan respected Kubrick's vision for The Shining so much that he was like, "I'm not even really gonna touch that." You know, like yeah. that movie does not require a sequel. It never needed one. Yeah. Um, because it's so fucking good, dude. The Shining is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it's. Uh, I don't know. It's changed for me over over the years a little bit you know it's i've gone back and forth between love and this movie and just you know it's it's not really that i ever don't like it it's just i i go on phases of it i guess i'll, I'll forget about it for a little bit and then i'll watch it and i'll be reminded like oh man i forgot how how much i love this movie um and i don't know, i think it is it, it's probably my favorite jack nicholson performance that there is um oh, yeah. i like him in the departed he's all right but i think here he gets added. to to shine a little definitely bit better than his joker i like yeah. his joker but joker was all right but i think i don't know i that's probably only the main three performances i i have from him satan definitely. and the witches of eastwick so there gotta go. check that out super fun movie yeah. um but yeah the uh i don't know kubrick a director that is a love hate kind of for me uh I, li- I like his movies um but not the i don't know seemed like a weird kind of guy um, and a lot of people think The Shining is proof that he did the moon landing videos because little, little, what's Danny? Yeah, little Danny's wearing an Apollo sweatshirt. Right. Uh, and room 237, the distance from the Earth to the moon in miles, 100,000, you know, times 100,000. So I guess, I don't know, you have to make that stretch. But yeah, that's enough right. for people to say Kubrick's the one who did it. Um, he's showing off. In The Shining, but I think that's, I don't know, I think that's probably just, it's like someone wearing a NASA uh, shirt. You know, a lot of people wear NASA shirts that have nothing to do with NASA at all. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a logo that looks cool. So, but anyways, 
No, I love The Shining, man. That's a yeah. great fucking pick. I uh, I I need to rewatch that before, uh, you know, before Halloween's through, because uh, I haven't rewatched it in a little movie, bit. You know? Oh, it absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's also interesting. Like, it's got that timelessness to it as well. You can watch The Shining at any point in the year. You know, there are certain horror movies like you know Halloween that it feels only right to watch it around Halloween. But like The Shining, you can watch that. That feels like a winter, yeah. You know, winter uh-huh. scary movie. That's when you know, it goes down snow. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Blizzard. Oh yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh, but yeah, at at number two though, uh, was almost at number one, um, but but not quite. Uh, Another one that we, uh, me and me and Joe, full transparency, had to. You know, we worked out some trades so that we didn't have any overlap. Can't believe and... I got this one. I'm ecstatic. Uh, this yeah. is the I I mean I won. I didn't care about any other trade we had. This is the you only one. You had to get it. Had. You had to get it. But uh in the meantime, I will go with my two. I'm really excited about a bunch of first watches. I've watched a lot of horror movies for the first time this year and I'm falling in love with a genre that I've always been too much of a wimp to take part mm. in. So uh I'm I'm very happy to be, you know, finally diving in well, and uh enjoying the shit out of it man so at two for the occult i have 1977's suspiria directed by dario argento um this looks an italian filmmaker filmmaker there uh dude i uh i watched this and immediately fell in love it's uh just photographed fucking beautifully i love the lighting it's it's always so like the color your room is in the camera right now it's like that's like the vibe the whole fucking time but like, like different that. red yellow mm-hmm. orange just just bright bright color lights but it's always used in an unsettling manner you know uh okay. it, it's this mystery that's unraveling before this dance student she's going off to a uh, her name's Susie Banyan she's an american going to europe for uh for dance training you know, she's she's going to learn in Germany uh, to attend an academy for ballet dancing. And uh, there is something horribly evil lurking within this academy. And mm-hmm. uh, it's got some graphic, graphic kills, um, pretty brutal, brutal murders. It's also considered something of a slasher. Um, but there's like. There's clearly a demonic possession thing going on as well. So I figured it could classify under a cult. You know, there's, there's witches and a coven and this whole thing. So it's, it's, there's a lot of overlap, but man, uh, there's a remake of this movie from a couple years back, uh, that I, I really want to watch because apparently Luca Guadagnino really did his own thing with it and, uh, didn't just bite this. He, Again, like Dr. Sleep, took the original material and and built upon it instead of trying to just leech it for what it's worth. And uh, so I'll have to I'll have to check that out. But man, the original Suspiria, an ear piercing soundtrack that's just probably my favorite horror movie uh, soundtrack of all time. Um, So well done. So you got to check out Suspiria. The word means so good. Size. Or mother of size. Does that make sense for the movie? Like a sigh. Like, huh. You know, like S-I-G-H. Um, S. Ish. Yeah. I could see it applying. I but that's uh, Latin. If it's coming from Latin. 
but I guess maybe it's Italian, possibly. Um, I, don't know, I was just wondering. It, it seemed like it, the word translated to something. It could just be that they made up the word completely for the movie. Um, but I was curious. Um, from Italian, yeah, it looks, nope. Just Suspiria, not Italian. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I think it's just a word that sounds weird. Yeah. Because I can't even really remember if that word is even said during the movie or if it's just like that's the name of the movie. Um, Yeah, I only watched this once a few weeks back, and I fucking loved it immediately. So uh, I had to to get it involved here. So I got Suspiria at two for the occult. Well, it is an honor to have it on my side and to be the one to talk about it. Uh, probably the best occult, probably the best horror, probably the best thriller, probably the best film ever made in our time. Uh, came out in 2002. Um, if you're, if you've been a fan for the show, I guess for a little bit, you would know what I'm talking about. But in case you yeah. don't, it's 2002. Scooby Doo, Ruby, with our classic gang. You know, I mean, Spooky Island, Roinks, Scrappy Doo. The the plot twist that we have there, the cult that they run mm-hmm. with these demon dogs, dude. The monsters. What, what creep? What do you even call them? What are the? What are those things? And they? How many times did they haunt your nightmares as a kid? Um, they were pretty fucked up. They were pretty. I fucked didn't up. like the look of them, and no, the either. way they died too was also pretty gruesome. Of, yeah, they're just like blowing up and with light you know um but at least we get we get some nice moments to 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 quiet the mood down with scooby that that's why it's so good is because you know you can't be scared and on the edge of your seat you know when you're going through that that castle mm. that roller coaster you know that they're kind of going through and and then they get the yeah, they get weird food all over them and yeah like, they get tied to the wall with the meat and he's like we gotta do what we've always been good at scoob Yup. And, and it's, you know, it's scary, but also, you have a lot of good laughs in there. Mem- a classic memory I have of fun. The what, I thought this was the funniest scene of all time when I was growing up. When they were hiding in the vases, whenever they were like, I don't know, like escaping. And then Shaggy, I think it's Shaggy. Um, oh, I'm yeah. Shaggy sure, rips ass. Just lets out the longest fucking fart. In the vase, and the the echo of it, you know, is just the reverberation mm-hmm. is is so profound. I don't know, amazing. Um, I thought that was the funniest shit of all time. Farts, you couldn't really get funnier than farts. No. Um, when I was growing up, farts are still funny now. I often like on. T- it's weird, like when you're scrolling through TikTok and stuff nowadays. There's stuff that make you laugh internally, but make you make no no. You still have a stone cold face, but yeah, you yeah. laugh in your brain. Yeah, you do the, the slight nose exhale. There's a nose exhale. That that's another level, and then there's one that you know a, a chuckle, and then there's some that actually gets you to like you know. Sometimes really they just laugh. fucking make me double over. And man, man like... god damn it, farts are like the. It's pretty consistent, you know. Like if it's an out of nowhere fart, you yeah. know. Like I mean. It's probably going to get me, but uh, no, Scooby-Doo. This is, I mean, talk about costume design as well. Um, This is a costume design that has lived through the ages, through animation into live action. Um, Decades and decades. 
if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, no. I mean, they're they look perfect. Um, and not gonna lie, like as for 2002, the CGI on Scooby is actually kind of nuts. It's uh, actually fucking incredible. Um, and and like even the Well of Souls, like that thing, like the see, like it looked. Movie, I mean, obviously. When their faces go flying around and into the other bodies and yeah, yeah. they have to, like, switch and everything. Like, uh, Ooh, I love that shit. Velma's body or whatever. He's like, oh, gross, get out. Yeah, it's like, oh, ew. You, yeah, oh, man. Classic. I mean, there's so much in that movie um, that goes down. Um, but Spooky Island, I mean, that's, I wish that was real, man, you know? I wish we could go to a spooky island, um, take down Scrappy-Doo, punt him off the Golden Gate Bridge, obviously having Darth Vader waiting at the bottom, perfectly in position for Scrappy-Doo to be impaled, ass-first, on his lightsaber. As we all know is is the best way for Scrappy to go out. Oh, of course. If there's Uh, any one way that I would pick for him to go out, it'd be that. Uh man, when I would do this podcast high, we took it some crazy fucking places. We did. Um, we indeed we did. did. And we did. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I left out any details of the the punt. No, the punted off the Golden Gate Bridge, impaling himself on Darth Vader's saber. Um, I think that was think it. That's it. I think that's it. I don't remember um, where that, how that came up. Um. We uh the fifty two year journey through film is an odd time in the podcast's history. Um We don't really know what happened. Um it's, it's all kind of a blank fucking yeah. it just all just kind of occurred, you know? Um Yeah. It just kind of snapped out of it, you know. Well it's always then, kind of bizarre to think about how we started that over two years ago. You know, like uh and That's to think crazy. about how different of a viewer I am of movies than I was then. Yeah. You know, like, it's just it's just bizarre to think about, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Man, yeah, but uh, that's a great one. That's a great one, and I'm going to go ahead and top off my occult with what is pretty universally considered one of the greats uh, in horror movies, and I'm going The Exorcist, 1973, directed by William Friedkin. And this is just a classic that I, I finally got around to watching for the first time within the last month. And, uh, I have no doubts about it that this is prob- probably my favorite horror movie of all time. Occult movies are my favorite genre of horror. I love the demons and witches and shit like that. Like that's the mystical mm-hmm. horror stuff. Probably my favorite. Undead is right there though and so is monster so i I love all the shit so uh you know what am i talking about but uh max von Sydow and uh linda blair and lee cobb just a wonderful cast directed expertly by friedkin rest in peace uh passed earlier this year uh wonderful wonderful director and uh i What's fascinating is that, you know, in 73, I'm sure this was the scariest movie of all time. You know, it's, it's aged to a point where it's, uh, it's not quite as frightening as it was at mm-hmm. one point. Um, but that's not even the point of the movie that gets me there, man. It's the, it's the heart of it. Like it had a surprisingly poignant, message about faith in there that i just did not anticipate from it like uh 
you know, the power of Christ compels you like that, that whole, like, that's not just something they say to get the demon out of there. Like I, I had no idea how bound by, you know, secular desires and, uh, heavenly bodies and everything that this, this movie was, it's a, it's a wonderful analyzation of a crisis of faith brought on by a literal fucking demon, you know, like a, uh, when a demon emerges, how does that shake you as a, you know, cause exorcists are performed or exorcisms are performed by preachers and priests and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to yes. watch them deal with it. And the, the culmination of that movie, probably one of the strongest endings of a, of a film I've, I've ever seen. So like, uh, I don't know. You've, you definitely talked it up enough where I'm, I'm definitely going there. I've, uh, I've always stayed away. From the Exorcists, mm. I don't know why. I think it's it's one thing that uh, I don't know. Just seeing a body contort like that and crawl up on a like on the ceilings and shit. Like uh, I don't know how much that's in the first. Doesn't one. do a lot of that, you know. She does the floating stuff, you know. Okay. That's more her bag, and this she she floats bad. off the floats off the bed when they're trying to, you know. The, there's not a ton of body horror. There's some ugly shit in it. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be like it's oh it's perfectly clean. No, there's there's some nasty stuff in it. Um, but gotta, it's gotta have a, few, a little bit of nightmare fuel. You know. Oh yeah, and there's cert it's certainly there, you know. Like I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna undersell it as a scary movie. It is certainly scary. Um it's just uh and maybe I'm just getting a higher tolerance to scary movies. You know, yeah. I I'm talking about it like it's not as scary as it was once to me, but like there's not a lot that's that scary to me anymore. Um okay. but there's still stuff that gets my blood fucking pumping. And like- the exorcist was right there on the edge. Like there were parts that really, really got me there, but uh, most of it is just kind of being in awe of the craft of it. Like that has one of the most iconic shots in all the film and seeing it within context is just like, I know the shot is coming. I know it's gorgeous. And it's the shot of the exorcist pulling up, getting out of the car under the the street lamp you know uh Uh seeing it within context you just get chills just because it's just like oh it's about to fucking go down you know and i think that you know so many horror movies get so wrapped up in the idea of where they want to go that they don't spend the time necessary to get there like you don't the little girl played by linda blair isn't possessed by a demon for like 40 like 30 to 40 minutes of this movie's runtime like it's heartbreaking to see her become what she becomes it's not just like oh there's a demon possessing a little girl that fucking sucks like no you get to know this little girl you get to know the relationship she has with her mom and and that stuff is just it 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 really like i fucking love the exorcist so like uh i cannot recommend it enough and it had to top my list here for the occult Nice. There we are. We but yeah, let's uh, let's run back through that. One to five. What are your occult movies? We got one, The Almighty Scooby-Doo. Two, The Shining. Three, Ghost Rider. Four, The Sixth Sense. And five, Cabin in the Woods. Alrighty. I went one, The Exorcist. Two, Suspiria. Three, Evil Dead 2. Four, In the Mouth of Madness. And five, 
Dr. Sleep. On to the next. Undead. Now these movies, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a broad category. We had to kind of broaden these things out so that we could fit as many of these movies as we could possibly do, you know. Uh, undead includes the likes of vampires, zombies, mummies, you could argue Frankenstein, you know, uh, all, all sorts of shit. So it's a pretty all encompassing category. Um, but we're, we're going to try and pick top five undead movies. If you would like to kick us off, what you got at five for me? At five, uh, it is a, a familiar movie to the podcast already. Uh, we covered it in the comic book journey through film. Um, and it, I, I guess I, I haven't watched it, but I think this is one on the list that I will get around to just because it, it is that, um, it is, it is the time of year to watch. Um, and this undead, they are vampires. And it is Blade um, from 1998. Um, and I don't know, this is, it's a, a movie that I didn't expect to fully get into whenever we were getting around to it on the mm-hmm. project. And then and then I just kind of realized how fun it was whenever I was watching it. Like, I'm, I've never been one for, like, vampire killing or, or demon slaying. You know, I don't know. Like, it's cool, but, like, Wesley Snipes made it look fucking sick as fuck like his kit was so cool um what's the whist is it whistler yeah i don't know i I just love yeah chris christopherson oh man i love love a good uh just man in the chair um but he's he's more action yeah he's even more badass than your typical man in the chair chair. yeah he's he's got he's got it all um yeah no man the daywalker blade no it's just a a great fucking character, man. And a super fun fucking movie. One that I need to watch here probably tonight, if I'm being for real. Um, yeah. Love me. So I, I'm a big fan of vampires and I, I love vampire hunting. So I got a, I got a little bit of vampire action in here of my five. Only one of them is a vampire movie, which feels, Ooh. uh, feels weird to say, but uh, oh, it, yeah, it, it won't guess... be where I start. But, uh, guess I only, I have two. Um, uh-huh. I, thought, I thought I would have more, you know, initially, I I would have thought I would have had more vampire than anything else, but uh, mm. I guess my vamp I don't know I mainly know like <laughs> Vampire Diaries the like yeah. Netflix Twilight, show. um yeah yeah so I mean I I don't know Twilight not terrible but like I, no I no no Twilight. no not by any um, means but I get you I get you yeah wasn't gonna quite make the list here but but Blade Blade did sneak its way in here I don't know I I do like Blade Blade enough um. Oh, it's where, super fucking fun. Yeah, like another I'll, I'll one be, of those. Just I'll be revisiting it. You know, I don't, I don't, it's it's not like a, it might be a yearly kind of kind of watch. It might yeah it might just kind of be a, around this around this time yeah, of year. Yeah. You know, like uh, why not why not throw on Blade? It's a it's a fun enough uh, it's a fun enough movie. You know, yeah. the bloodbath at the beginning, the shower Ooh. thing. You know, like the the uh, what oh, are yeah. those called? Uh, sprinkler five sprinklers. Uh, yeah, sprinklers. Yeah, yeah. Don't know why I couldn't fucking uh, think of that word, but. uh Sometimes yeah, man. Happens. Yeah, that that just happens. But yeah, Blade, good old, good old vampire. Movie with. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take us in with my only Frankenstein movie of the mm. undead category. You know, it's it, I kind of cheated on this one. You could throw Frankenstein movies in a monster. You could throw them in an undead. I happen to love Frankenstein, so I throw them in both. Um, mm. And like at five, that. this is a pretty. Uh, Pretty controversial one, 
not one that uh, a lot of people love. Kind of uh, kind of considered one of the lesser Frankenstein adaptations, but I disagree wholeheartedly. It's 1994's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, directed by Kenneth Branagh, uh, starring Kenneth Branagh, and you all you will know Kenneth Branagh from uh, Christopher Nolan fame. Uh, he's in Tenet uh, as the main bad guy, and uh, mm-hmm. he's in Dunkirk and Oppenheimer, and mm-hmm. with a different delight. action every time. Yes, indeed. He also directed the first uh, Thor movie. So very, very, uh, very talented director. And I think he, you know, he got his notoriety by directing Shakespeare adaptations. He did Henry V and uh, Much Ado About Nothing and all this stuff. So when it came time for him to do a Frankenstein adaptation, he really played it up. Uh, There's just a ridiculous amount of production value. And I fucking love it's so over the top and and beautiful beautiful looking it's a gorgeous movie to look at and robert de niro plays the monster he plays he plays the plays frankenstein's monster and kenneth branagh plays dr frankenstein himself um uh one with helena bonham carter as well um she she plays elizabeth the love interest of uh the love interest of dr frankenstein um, there's a weird, there's a weird thing they do with that storyline that, you know, I try to ignore whenever I'm thinking about this movie, but, uh, it is what it is. Um, no, nah, man, I, I had a great fucking time watching this movie. I love the story of Frankenstein and I love the way that this Frank, this monster, um, Bob De Niro plays him very, uh, he gains a lot more intelligence a lot quicker and he's much more vengeful and articulate. He can speak to Dr. Frankenstein. And I, I appreciate adaptations a lot more where Dr. Frankenstein is straight up fucking nutty, straight up evil. Like he is the bad guy. They try to, the, the story sympathizes with him a lot more in this. And I think it suffers for it critically. Uh, but man, is it a fun fucking movie to watch? Is yeah. it a good movie to look at? It's a gorgeous fucking movie, man. I love Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So that's what I got in my five. Yeah, we were talking Frankenstein a little bit, um, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and it, it hit me that I, I've just never seen a Frankenstein movie ever before. But then I realized, I'm like, wait, how do I just, I just know the story of Frankenstein a little, I guess just Iconic that he's created, like, I guess his creation, you know, Yeah. or whatever, like, that's that's what I It's mean. alive! Yeah, exactly. It's alive! You know, that whole fucking thing. But then... You telling me like what the story's actually about, and I'm like, oh wait, that's actually like a a kick ass. Yeah, by nature, right a pretty decent guy, oh. but it's everyone's perception of him being a monster kind of Ooh. turns him into the monster like, they see him as. Oh, I never, I never thought of of Frankenstein like that before, but now I see why it's being told over and over and over. And it's a and wonderfully, this- it's a timeless story too, man. Like I. uh in respect it, it, on Mary Shelley for for cha- you know trying to change it up a little bit and and go for something uh, that wasn't you know just sticking with with what worked before. No, yeah, I mean, well, Mary Shelley, she wrote the fucking book. She wrote Frankenstein. That's originally. It's not even. That's her movie. shit. That's it's the name true. of the movie, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, but it's directed um, by Kenneth Branagh. So Kenneth Branagh does the oh, tries Kenneth to Cullen directs it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or... yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. He did a lot of that. He directs and stars in his movies. He also directed the most recent Hercule Poirot movies, the Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile and A Haunting in Venice. Uh, He plays the main detective and directed all three of those movies. Um, He loves doing that. 
Loves okay. doing that. But uh, yeah, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein threw it at five there for me. All right. Well, I'm bringing it back uh, to the oldest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it came out in 1958. Um, and then you recommended me one that will probably smash that record even further. Mm. I think it was 30 – was it 31? 31 and 32, yeah. Oh, my God. But as of right now, it is just 1958, and this is the ho- horror of Dracula. Um, my first Dracula movie I've ever seen, actually. Mm. Um, and it's with my boy. Like, I can't believe it's taking me this long to see it. Um, but Christopher Lee, up in here as Dracula, um, was, was super awesome just to see him younger. I've only seen him as Count Dooku. Um, right. And and that's it. And, like, just, just seeing him here, I guess, like, is this his prime, like, uh, in his career? Or is this, like, early going? Probably. Um, no, I mean, like, he's... 40 or 50 come this time like he's still he's still an older man Um, this might even be later in his career like maybe he has he already been through his prime and this is like well yeah he's got to be dracula like this is fucking christopher lee let's see uh you know he was he was 36 he was about to turn 40 so i'm I'm, uh overselling him there age wise but uh no it's it's about the he was very 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 busy around this time in his career so yeah you could argue that his prime acting career wise was the late nineties, early two thousands as he booked wow. star Wars and Lord of the Rings and all true. that shit. So true. true. Yeah. Wow. Man's just a legend, but, uh, I don't know. The movie was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was, uh, you know, it, it definitely is, uh, pretty campy at points, but I, I don't know. I, I thought it, it made it more enjoyable. Um, like, especially like I didn't know, how they were going to go about killing Christopher Lee. You know, I'm like, how do you even kill kill that man? Uh, he is Dracula as well. Dude's just going around town just just sipping blood out of people. Um, but the, I don't know, like, the effects of, like, his leg, like, slowly going. Um, mm. And, like, just, like, turning into this old, like. Right. Like, this, like, how old is this dude? You know, because, like, um. What's his name? Uh, the the guy who goes in there first, the writer that goes in there first, um, Harkin or Harker? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Jonathan uh, Harkin or Harker? Yeah, yeah, and uh, like he going in there first and and talking to him like I'm gonna bring an end, you know, to Dracula or whatever. He was gonna mm. try to kill him or whatever, but he kills the girl first, and then it shows like whenever she withers away, it shows like how old she is. Right. Uh, you know, but Dracula, like, turns into, like, dust already. Like, that dude yeah. was fucking ancient. Um, I don't know, I, I just, it, it was crazy seeing a movie just made in that time, anyways, like, in the 50s. Um, right. I've never seen that, so that, that was crazy. Um, and I just love the, like, how, like, the outfits of everyone. And, like, the set, the sets were really cool as well. Um. I know I love the idea of having like a pocket in your suit for your diary, and then you have this little like pen and quill box, um, or ink and quill box thing that you just carry everywhere you go, and you can just I don't know that's how you, I guess if you're a writer you'd want it to be kind of nice or there's no way pens weren't like a thing or did this take right. place? Was this taking place in the present day or like back? 
Wait, I guess I didn't even pay attention to that. Is this like? No, it's definitely older than nineteen. Yeah, I'm like no yeah. fucking shot. Wait, like what am I talking about? There's no way that's in the fifties. Okay, um, okay then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking, but it, um, it's just nice to. I always love that sort of like people watching in movies. I guess of like, mm. wow, that's that is how life like used to be at one point. Yeah, no, there's. Uh, it's it's a like I love this movie, man. I watched this earlier today, actually, and uh, it was uh, it was my second viewing. I watched it around this time last year, and uh, it's it's so fun, you know. Peter Cushing as Van Helsing, also mm. super cool. Uh, I love that in these in the Hammer film productions with these two directed by Terrence Fisher. It's always like he uh, Cushing's always like the humanoid. Uh, good guy i mean when you get to the frankenstein movie it's he's dr frankenstein and they play him up as a nut so it's a little different there but uh you know it's always christopher lee playing dracula or frankenstein's monster or the mummy or whatever the fuck and i absolutely love that that's so cool and uh him as dracula probably his most his most notable his most notable little role there uh as far as the performance he gets to put on, because I, I love him in this man. He has a great time. He's, I don't know. He like, what is it? Is there like something in vampire magic that makes you want to get bitten by them and shit? Or like, was that girl? Um, she was just like, I don't know. Was she just kind of into that? You know, that like, uh, left all the, you know, like, uh, left her windows open and everything for him to like come in sucker blood. And then like, they even got like in a, a doctor be like, yeah, no, she just needs water or she needs sleep, whatever. And then like, uh, what's his name? Um, is it Peter Cushing's character? The, uh, Van Helsing. Yeah. He comes in and is like, Oh no, you need to close the windows. You need garlic. You need, and all that shit, you know? Um, and then she just couldn't take it anymore. Because, oh, she was turning into a vampire? Yeah, she wanted to be taken away by Dracula. Hello. Yeah. Hello. It's, I don't know why. It seemed to me that, like, because then she just, wait, but then, yeah, she just died, though. Like, she didn't turn into a vampire, right? No, she comes back after she died. Um, Wait a minute. Am I just, maybe I, maybe I, did I not, is it, like, very fast? Like that she comes back or like, no, it's like, a little later in the movie. That little girl's running oh. around outside. She's like, and then aunt, my aunt, she came up to me and da, 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 da. Oh my God. Oh, wow. I just, I can't believe I didn't put those two together. I just yeah, thought same, that, same chick. I just thought that she just died. And like, they were like in grieving, you know, cause like, uh, like they're like, you've already done enough damage to us. Just leave us alone. You know, or like, yeah, uh, right. Or whatever. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, that's insane. I don't know. I, I think I'll. That's the thing. I, I think I'm gonna watch it like again. It was an hour and twenty two minutes or something like that. That's like I don't know. Yeah, that super was like, easy watch. No, and it's so fun, man. Like, uh, it's that campy classic horror movie shit. And Hammer Film Productions is so fucking good at that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they, they just wonderfully, wonderfully, just gory enough for the time that it was like racy. Um, but it's not so gory that it's like, I mean, it's, it's nothing now, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, yeah. but oh, at yeah. the time it was like, Oh, wow. Oh, my stars and garters. That's crazy. No, I love, I love the, the like recording, like he recorded himself talking 
or maybe mm. yeah i think it was just himself he was just playing yeah because the guy walks in he's like i could have swore you were talking to yourself and he was yeah. like i could have swore you were talking to somebody he's like yeah i was i was talking to myself yeah and it's he's just one vampires or like it, i don't know it was all the just stereotypes the rules of vampires you know? yeah yeah uh, they were allergic to sunlight yeah they are repelled by the smell of garlic the crucifix will, is an yeah, important weapon. Yeah. Fatal. I repeat. Fatal. Fatal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I love how it, like he was just I don't know. It it was it was so much fun the whole time. No, so, super yeah, fun I'll, movie, man. I'm gonna come back. I'm glad glad I have that in my, my Christopher Lee repertoire yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's got a few great ones, man. I strongly recommend digging through the other hammer film mm-hmm. horror yeah, yeah. movies. But uh well, these are fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean he played Dracula like eight or nine times there are so many movies with him as dracula um, that's crazy wow yeah there's there's a ton of them but uh it's the only one i've watched with him but uh, i i plan on digging through that with peter cushing as van helsing and all that because there's a sequel called like brides of dracula and then there's one where it's like dracula returns or whatever the fuck uh but it's mm-hmm. uh super super cool wow. but uh yeah it's a goodie i'm going with an i'm going with a classic as well but i'm going a little further back uh by about 25 years uh, back to 1932 for my next one. Uh, I went with The Mummy, uh, directed by Carl Freund. Uh, and this was a difficult one. I was, I had both The Mummies. I had The Mummy starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss, which is kind of just an extended adaptation of the, it's kind of to this movie what Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is to the original 1931 Frankenstein. But, uh, I had to go with the OG. Uh, Boris Karloff as uh, Imhotep, the uh, the mummy. Just this is probably easily my favorite of the Universal uh, monster movies. They did Dracula, Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen The Invisible Man, and I I plan to watch that here soon. But uh, man, this is just stylish as all hell for the time. It's a beautiful looking movie. The uh, makeup is outstanding, and Boris Karloff is just fantastic in that in that titular role for the mummy here. Um, Man, I didn't even know there was an original um, to the mummy. I I thought that that's just what it was. I yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, like most most of the the mummy that you hear, like even in the Brendan Fraser movie, it's like the mummy Imhotep and what he did. Like it's it's a it's an adaptation of that same story where he falls in love um, because he's like a priest for the Pharaoh and uh, he falls in love with the queen or like the Pharaoh's wife or something. And she picks him and uh, Mm. he gets killed, but he doesn't get killed. He gets, you know, it's, there's the the possession within him. He he may rise once again, once wow. one day. You know, uh, super super cool stuff. And this, this one's only an hour and ten minutes. Uh, super easy watch. Uh, and like I said, I think this one's the most satisfying looking of those Universal. You know, Frankenstein gives it a little bit of its run run for its money, and I'll get to that at some point during this nice. as well. Um, but uh, yeah, man, the Mummy. Super fun movie, and I love Boris Karloff. Uh, he also plays Frankenstein in the Frankenstein one, so um, very, very, very cool. And uh, I, lo- I love this one. I'm probably going to watch this again as soon as I can. But uh, The Mummy, yeah, that's what I got it for. Okay, uh, moving on. This is one I haven't seen in a while, but 
after learning who the fucking main actor is again like it's this is how long it's been um it's made me want to rewatch it so much but i knew this was one of my favorite zombie movies that there is um and it's 28 days later nah um, killing it yeah the boy the man right now um the just a blue-eyed fucking handsome devil um mm-hmm. i guess that's more leo right now yeah these days but uh no, I, I I can't believe that this is is Killian. Uh, it's Killian Murphy, directed by Danny Boyle, right? He did Train Spotting and uh, uh, shit. Yeah, man, like that's a Slumdog. Yeah, man, Slumdog like that's a millionaire. That's a fucking movie right there. It's it's huge, huge blind spot for me. I want to watch that so fucking bad. Yeah, it, I mean, honestly, it would pretty much be a first watch again. I re- but like I just remember, I I love. Like, there's one later on the list that is, like, this movie, but even more, like, even better for me. Um, but I, if it's any apocalyptic sort of scenario, mm-hmm. I'm, like, kind of all automatically in. Um, it, it's just, I would never want the world to get like that, obviously. And that's why I'd rather to watch it in a movie. Um, right. And for it to not happen in real life. Um, but no, I just, it's, uh... Man, I I really got to go back and and see how how Killian does with this and watch. Because isn't that movie like O two or something? Like, isn't it yeah. so? Two thousand two. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, man, that's an old fucking movie. And to see that Killian Murphy is just now hitting his stride as like an A list actor Dude, is kind of crazy. Looking at this like footage of the movie, he like does not even look like he does. Like it, he looks young. Like it's That's a crazy. baby Killian yeah. Murphy. Yeah, oh man. No, I love that. I, I desperately need to watch that. I might try to find a way to get that, uh, get that mm-hmm. rolling because I, like I said, huge blind spot. I love the director. I love the actors. Mm-hmm. Seems like it'd be right up my alley. I love zombie movies. Like, uh, my yeah. top two are both zombie movies. My three is mm-hmm. about to be my vampire movie, but I yeah. fucking love zombie movies, man. So, uh, I'll have to give that a watch soon. Yeah, I only have zombie from here on out. I guess I, ah. I favor I favor the zombie. Oh, dude, right. zombie movies are the best. Uh, the best undead movies, man. Yeah. I love zombie movies, but uh, I'm a, I'm gonna stop off with my favorite vampire movie. Apparently, um, didn't really think think about that. This being like, Ooh. this means it's my favorite vampire movie, and yeah. uh, you know, I gave you Dracula, so yeah. I'll probably you know it's it's up there with that. Uh, but this is where I have. 1996's From Dusk Till Dawn directed by Robert Rodriguez starring uh, George Clooney uh, Harvey Keitel and Quentin Tarantino Um, also Salma Hayek Um, just a fucking electrically fun movie so so active and Robert Rodriguez has such a knack for body horror, horror and campiness. And, you know, he was the showrunner for the book of Boba Fett and seeing him hmm. in his earlier days trying to capture this. Uh, I mean, for the first half of the movie, if I didn't know this was a vampire movie going into it, the vampire twist would be fucking nuts. Like it's a two hour movie or not a two hour movie, like an hour and 40 minute movie. Uh-huh. And there's not a vampire in it until like 55 minutes into the fucking thing. Maybe a full fucking hour in. The whole thing is that George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino are brothers. 
and they're on the run because they've been they've been uh, committing a series of robberies. They've left a wake of dead bodies along the way and you know they're 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 on the run they're trying to get to mexico um that's the goal and at some point they take a family hostage and that family has harvey Keitel as the father juliette lewis is their daughter and ernest lou is the son and they have a rv so it's perfect it's you know they're trying to get into mexico and what's a better cover than you know like family family in an rv we can get on through here um Mm-hmm. And they make it to a uh, <laughs> uh, a titty bar is is the goal. That's where they're meeting. Uh, you know, Cheech and Ch- Cheech is there. Cheech Marin, uh, Danny Trejo, uh, seeing him yeah. come back. Uh, be a, insane. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's fucking insane. awesome, man. And it's a, it's an epic fucking movie. Uh, Salma Hayek is like ridiculously hot in it, like other other worldly levels of hot. Mm-hmm. Um. And then she takes a vampire form and the vampire forms are fucking hor- like they're, they're disgusting. They're, they're ugly as shit. Uh, and that's one of the, it's one of the fun I, things about it is that, uh, I thought you were about to say that she was even hotter as vampire form. I was kind of hoping that vampire form just meant teeth coming out. It didn't. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd have been great. I'd love that. But, uh, no, there's another thing here with like Tarantino, you know, like the classic Tarantino thing is where, a character is terrible and he's awful and he's just the absolute worst. And then mm. they do something and dudes dying. They get, they get killed and it's like mm-hmm. in the most brutal fucking way. Um, and you're like, fuck yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, so this one was co-written by Tarantino as well. So like he, uh, he had a little bit, a little bit of a hand in the production and, uh, he plays like a, a, a sexual deviant, an absolute predator. Um, oh, Tarantino yeah. does. Yeah, Tarantino does. Huh. Um, he gets he gets brutally murdered. Um, good, which is nice. Um, man, what a he's got a thing. I don't know. I, I was just scrolling through the pictures, and of course, a Tarantino movie. I just see a foot, a foot close up. It's just mm. it's it's just a. A guarantee. No, he actually. There's a part of the movie where Salma Hayek pours alcohol down her body, um, sticks her foot in Quentin Tarantino's mouth, and the alcohol runs off into his mouth. Um, he literally, literally wrote that in for himself. He lit, dude. He came during that. I guarantee. <laughs> like, oh my god, that is like his ultimate fantasy. Yep. I, and uh, is, I mean, wow. she kills him like two two minutes later. So like, it's uh. Uh, it's, it's out of like, it's not out of like respect. It's out of like, I'm about to kill you. Basically. Like, yeah. She, I mean, like, she's like an exotic oh. dancer at this titty bar and she's putting on a show and everything. And then the vampires come out and it's like a, the rest of the movie is just survival. It's like, we got to make it through the fucking night. Um, wow. huh. okay. Yeah. From dusk till dawn. That's, uh, they got to make it from dusk oh, till dawn. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sunlight. They That's can't. They can't survive sunlight. So, yeah, yeah. no. Fucking awesome. Absolutely love that. There's like a bunch of sequels that I don't think I'll ever watch, but they exist. Um, wow. but yeah, from dusk till dawn. That's my three. It's my favorite vampire movie of all time. All right. Well, this one was actually a little bit of a debate uh, between which one was my favorite zombie movie. Um, but I think the critical value. Of the one I will not say is what uh, what let it rise above the other. But this one 
I hold very, very close. Um, it's just way more of a funny, uh, entertaining type movie rather than mm. um, a critical masterpiece. But it's still pretty good. It's it is 2009's Zombie Land. Ah, yeah. Um, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and Woody Harrelson. Um, apparently, yeah, Bill Murray's in there for a little bit. What yeah, is- he plays a zombified version of Bill Murray. Oh, that's right. They go to his house. Yeah. Yep, they do go He's to He's literally house. playing Bill Murray. Wow. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Um, but no, this this movie's just like... I remember watching it for the first time. I was probably... I mean, I was a teenager. This came out in 2009. I probably wasn't allowed to watch it for a little bit, and then I yeah. snuck it in there somehow, or I don't know how I watched it. Um, but, man, I felt like this was just one of the coolest movies there was. I also had a huge crush on Emma Stone well, at the course. time. Uh was one of my celebrity crushes, and uh, I don't know. I, I love love me some. I don't know. This is an apocalypse one. It's funny as well. Oh um, yeah, I love the little like Rule Forty Seven. You know, never yeah. blah 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 or or whatever. But then I don't know. It's it, it is kind of just funny and whatever. But then you get to the end of the movie, and they're like all in that like trapped in the the amusement park or whatever, and like it's it actually like um, I don't think ever would make you cry. Or anything like that, but it's it's just uh you, you kinda you're rooting you're really just rooting. I mean it's it's pretty easy to root for the people in a zombie apocalypse, I guess. Um, right. It's like they already got everything stacked against them, you know. Like it's pure underdog story. Um but I don't know, I lo- love just uh just killing zombies and I, Woody Harrelson just kills it. Like I, I love right, the kind so of character funny, he is in this one. He's just he's been around the block, you know, he's um I don't know. He's just really funny. He he means business. Yeah, Tallahassee. That's his name. Oh, that's good. Oh yeah, I forgot. They all go by where they're from. Um, yeah. Like names: Tallahassee, Columbus, and Wichita. Oh, Little Rock. Wichita. Yeah. Wichita. That's nice. Um. Wow. And then Bill Murray as Bill Murray. Um. That's incredible. Um. But no, I, yeah, I had had to couldn't put it quite at number one, but it almost made it there. Um, but this is is definitely on the rewatch list um, for this project. That's for sure. I, this one is I don't know this. Mm, no, I was about to equate it with the Polar Express of Halloween movies, but it's not that. It's, it's not bad. No, I'm but sorry. I get you. I'm sorry, Zombieland. Um, no, but, it's fun as fuck though. It's a super yeah. fun time. Not super heartwarming, but super fun. Um, no, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I had a I had a similar struggle with my two and one for my zombie movies. Uh, I actually ended up going the reverse. I do think that both of these are critically astounding, but my two is a certified classic. And saying it's that my number one is better than it, I just can't. Um, okay. But Night of the Living Dead. Uh, 1968, directed by George Romero, okay. is my is my number two. Um, this appeared in my top 100, so saying that this is my two uh, means that my wow. my one, which was not in my top 100 until a rewatch, um, is it's it's saying something. I fucking love Night of the Living Dead. It's uh groundbreaking. It sets the tone for what zombies are going to be portrayed as forever, basically, and. Uh, you know, kind of groundbreaking for the time as well. A black man in a movie full of white 
people is the lead and the protagonist. He is the guy you are rooting for and want to follow in 1968, uh, which is cool. Um, hey, George Romero. Yeah, very, very awesome. It's, uh, you know, same, a little bit of a similar premise to From Dusk Till Dawn. You just got to make it through the night. That's what we're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to survive the, survive the night. And, uh, you know, it's got a, it's got a pretty heartbreaking ending that you do not want to see. You don't want it to happen and it happens and that yeah. blows. Um, and it's not at all what you'd expect. It's not what you think is going to happen. It's, it's worse. Um, so, yeah. uh, oh. I can't recommend this movie highly enough simply because it is just so iconic. And if you are, if you are looking for zombie movies, you cannot get better than the night of the living dead, man. Like it is just so fucking good. And, uh, it's got heart out the ass. It's not just fun. It is moving and it's devastating and everything happens for a reason. You know, it's not just, uh, not just pointless kills. There's the, the motivations of the characters, uh, the way those, those come into play and the way they clash and the way they, uh, they butt heads. It really pushes the story forward and it's, it's a difficult thing to do when all you're trying to do is survive the night in one fucking house, you know, like, uh, to make that movie entertaining oh, for a house. Night. Yeah. Like you are, you are in a, yeah. A lady that comes from awesome. a graveyard. They were visiting their mother's grave or something and her brother gets attacked and she, she runs away. She finds her way to a house and a couple other people find their way to the same house. Like there's just, mm. it's an outbreak, you know, something's happening. And people oh, are becoming no. zombified. If if uh if you're if you're uh if anybody dies, burn them immediately, or else they will become one of them. You know, sort wow. of thing. Uh, Ooh, I like it's that. super cool. I love it, and it's yeah. uh, it, like I said, sets the tones for sets the tone for what zombies would be portrayed as forever after. So like, uh, hmm. very wow. cool. Love Night of the Living Dead. I feel like I'm in uh, debt to George Romero. Um, because I I have forever grown up thinking that he is only a character in Call of Duty <laughs> um, as a villain in one of the zombie maps. But that's the thing, is that even in that character, he has Danny Trejo there. I guess he goes by Machete or something. I don't know. I think like it is a character name in the thing. But like there's real actors mm -hmm. that he is filming a zombie movie four, and then real zombies come and break out. That's the whole thing of the map, whatever. Oh, he's directing um, the movie in the he's, yeah, okay. He's directing a a zombie movie. You see fake zombies at the Danny first. Trejo plays Machete. Yes, yes, That's funny. Yeah, there's Danny Trejo. I, I, I'm pretty sure there's probably three other real actors, or maybe I don't know. Maybe the others aren't real. Um, but they definitely voiced the characters at least for the game. Um, I'm like Danny Trejo, def definitely actually played a character named machete at some point in an actual movie as well I feel like so that's... that's in the zombie map as well i'm pretty sure you can play as danny trejo on that map i'm pretty certain that's so um, baller that's yeah. so baller but but uh, for some reason i didn't realize george george romero was a real person that's so i i, I feel like i'm in debt and i have to i don't know to watch his his movies because uh, that's that's kind of that's baller he's like luke skywalker legendary status like, yeah. I thought he was a character in a zombie thing, but it was an homage yeah. to zombie legend. Yeah. No, Machete, actually starring Danny Trejo, also directed by Robert Rodriguez. So a little bit of a, little bit of a, he's also the Rancor handler in Book of Boba Fett. So That's he's uh, right. 
constant, constantly popping up for Robert Rodriguez. I love that. But, uh, wow. Yeah, no, yeah, I had to go Night of the Living Dead, man. And it, it was hard to put it below my one, but the devastating ending versus the slight glimmer of hope that the ending of the, my top one gives me makes me cry versus doesn't make me cry versus one makes me happy versus one doesn't, you know, so yeah. Perfect. That, that ends up working perfectly because I got a, a nice little shred glimmer of hope ending as well. I'm out of my zombie movie where it all looks lost at first. Um, it's Will Smith in I Am Legend uh, mm. for, for this zombie movie. A really, I don't know, I think a really different take on like the look of zombies. I don't know, even know if you'd call them zombies. I, well, yeah. Um, the infected sort of thing. Yeah, 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 more... But they were, I don't know, yeah, they were just fucking fucked up. They were creepy. These these dudes gave me the creeps uh, more than I think, like, zombies would. Because it looked like this could, like, maybe really happen. Um, like, this looked this looked kind of real. And, and him being the, you know, the last guy in New York, um, I think it, it's really cool just him, like, going around the city with his dog, uh, just checking in at his video store, talking to the mannequins. You know, he has his, like, routine and stuff like that um has probably one of the my most hated scenes in all of movie history which is him having to kill his yeah, dog. dog yeah um i hate like it's just oh my god i i i hate watching that every time um man i don't know i used to watch this movie a shit ton like it used to just be over and over for whatever reason i don't know why but uh it's it's my favorite apocalypse movie there mm. like any like uh you know he thinks he's the last guy there but then he you know starts he radio calls every single day uh for someone ends up meeting a mom and a kid and uh the glimmer of hope you know is is there is uh a city that is safe that is walled up and they he got a cure you know maybe um mm. they found found a cure and they it's on the way on the way to the the safe haven um, right Right, so, but uh, sacrifices had to be made. Um, in the meantime, yeah, and, we got a, we got a little bit of a similar top one here. We do, we do. Uh, sounds sounds pretty pretty same same, but different. Uh, okay. My one goes to Train to Busan, 2016, directed by Yeon Sang Ho. It's a Korean zombie flick that is uh, unmatched in for me for zombie movies man like it's just it's heart breaking heartwarming it's everything man you got uh you got a great cast here including ma dong Seok, who played uh who was in eternals um as gilgamesh yeah Um, yeah. okay he plays a badass in this as well there's a a good fucking guy man you know and so the premise is that Hmm. this this gentleman who is um you know, it's like it's at like it's like the beginning of the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Where he's like he wasn't a he wasn't a bad man, but he wasn't a particularly good man either. You know, like a, that sort of thing. He okay. cares about his money. He he's a businessman, and he's you know he's trying to he's trying to make more money to support his daughter, but he's not there for his daughter, and she, you know she she's resenting him for it, and she wants to go back home to mom, who lives in Busan. Um, so they got to hop the train. They got to get on the train and go to Busan. Um, they get up real early one morning. It's her birthday. 
Um, and they're like, let's, I'm gonna take you to mom's. If that's what you want for your birthday, that's what I'm gonna give you for your birthday, you know? Um, so they get on the train and there's, there's like these random news reports throughout the day where it's like, uh, you know, people are getting sick. It's, uh, there are riots around the world. There's stuff Mm -hmm. going on. Um, naturally tensions rise as someone who was bitten. It's one of those. You don't have to die. You have to be bitten okay. uh, by a zombie to become a zombie gets yeah, on the yeah. train. And the way that that's uh, cascades into a survival Ooh. on this train. Um, Man. Like this is so fucking good that I'm not going to tell you where the story goes. You wow. have got to watch it on your own um, because I mean, and it's nowhere that's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But it's just like, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. for no, You, you know, love, it's, it's just that good. I love me the early goings of an apocalypse as well. Oh, the way the tension sort of builds and there's that like, eerie that, silence. Yeah. And like, God, it sounds so weird that I'm like fantasizing like an apocalyptic event. But like it's a movie. So like it's. It's kind of like oh, yeah. me really obsessing over like serial killer yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stories or something. No, and like this that. is so, yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's expert expert tension building in this movie. Ooh. There are multiple there are multiple points that are just so suspenseful because the the another part of it is that you know they they can't see uh, they attack what they can see. They can't see you, they don't attack. So when they go in tunnels, the way they have to try and like sneak around. You know, they're just kind of walking through them and stuff, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, they throw shit, you know, someone steps on something and it's like, oh, fuck, run, you know, like that sort of thing, because they can hear, but they can't see and they run towards, you know, so it's just uh, expert tension building. It's classic storytelling. And I am so fucking glad I rewatched it before we talked about this year, because it wasn't even going to make my top five. And now I'm like, undoubtedly top one undead movie i fucking love watching it man and uh yeah man it's it's so fucking good so that's my top one for the undeads if you want to take us back through one through five there oh i will i got one i am legend two zombieland three 28 days later four horror of dracula and five blade I've got Train to Busan at one, two, Night of the Living Dead, three from Dusk Till Dawn, four, The Mummy, and five, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. On to monsters. Five monster movies. Now this is a this is a another semi broad category. You know, um it's not just your typical monsters, you know. We we wanted to rope in as much as we could, so you know, aliens kind of fits into this as well. Um any alien movies that you can apply. This is where they'll be going. I just wanted to make that clear for everybody listening. We counted them as monsters. Um, You know, it's kind of like Jurassic Park. You know, the dinosaurs aren't monsters, but they're framed as like, it's framed as like a monster movie, like Jaws, you know, shit like that. So um, still broad, but you know, we maintain a continuity. What are you, what are you taking us in with here at five? It's one I haven't seen in quite a while. And, and, you know, I guess, I guess, um, I've never really thought as to what kind of creature this is, but I mean, he's pretty monster-ish. And this one is just a, could be more of a Halloween vibe, I guess, but this one gets me into the season and I, I just love, um, the look of it. 
and everything of it. But it is the nightmare before Christmas mm. um, by the good old good old um, written by Tim Burton, I believe. I don't think this one's directed by him. It isn't. It is not. Um, yeah, that, I I thought so, but um, I don't know. This one is is just. I remember watching this for the first time and being like, I. I I don't I think this is probably the first Tim Burton thing I've ever seen in my life. Um and and I was just I don't know, I was just kind of taken away by it. I was freaked out by it initially and I right. didn't want anything to do with it. Um but then I I don't know if it was my cousins that watched it or maybe my sister. I don't know, but I heard the this is Halloween. This, this is Halloween. Is Halloween. Like, Halloween. Like, yeah, Halloween. The, the song and I'm like I it just it kept grabbing my attention. I'm like, I, I right. got it. I kept going back. And, uh, so I know this, this one I have dubbed my, um, this will be my Halloween night movie, uh, that I, that I Ooh. will watch on Halloween. I thought it was going to be the Batman. Um, turns out I just did it a little prematurely. Um, ah, I see. So, so I didn't want to do it that close back to back. I think the Batman was going to be it, but, yeah, this this one is is taking taking the cake. I think um a perfect, you know, combination of, you know, right when Halloween rolls around, you know it's it's Christmas time. You know like that's this is when the holidays begin. Um some people like to celebrate Christmas a little early or a little too early. They don't they don't like to let the other holidays breathe. Mm-hmm. Um and and I guess this is is kind of a, a little mid-ground even though it's just very halloweeny um, oh no it's the best of both worlds you know jack yeah. skeleton is trying to take over the other holiday you know he's trying to rule the the holiday landscape as the you know he's a skeleton guy it's fun you know like that's a that's a creature creature feature you know i think it fits into the monster thing pretty well i like you kinda it got, you, got, uh, you know he's he's a skeleton a skeleton you got like what are they just humans i don't know i mean there's like some zombie looking there's like some there are just humans but then there's yeah there's like just random there's just kind of everything up in here mm. um that's thrown up up in here but man i i can't wait to to give this one a rewatch um, oh fuck yeah fuck yeah night. i love that so yeah but all right that's a good off. place to, that's a good place to kick it off i'm going to kick it off with my my uh traditional halloween day film mm-hmm. um this is where i have the monster squad 1987 directed mm-hmm. by fred decker um super fun it's one that my dad introduced me to years back and introduced my entire family to years back and it's been something that we've we've maintained every year is mm-hmm. that we watch we watch the monster squad we carve pumpkins we do that whole thing and it's a oh, lot yeah. of, it's a lot of fun um, but yeah, it takes the whole, the, all the classic monsters. You got, uh, you know, the mummy, Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, the wolf man, uh, the creature from the lagoon, uh, whatever that water fucking guy is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, it's a, it's a super Loch fun fucking monster? time, man. Is that what it is? Oh, uh, no. it's not the Loch Ness monster, but it's, like, uh, like, uh, the lagoon. Why do I feel like I know a monster from a lagoon? There um, used to be books when we were younger, um, that ha- that played with that sort of uh, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But regardless, I can't really remember what it was now. But uh, super fun. 
another one where Frankenstein's a pretty big character and Frankenstein does, uh, they, they, they humanize the shit out of Frankenstein. Frankenize, Frankenstein's their friend. He's the good guy, the good monster against the team of evil monsters. He, he befriends the little girl in the movie and rides with her for the rest of it against Dracula. Um, super fun. And there aren't many more Halloween movies I would recommend sooner for just like, a fun fucking time. It's not scary at all. You know, uh, it might be to a very young mind, but, uh, I have such a fun time with this movie and I can't wait to watch. I might, I might watch this, uh, tonight. We're recording Monday, October 30th, but like mm-hmm. into, into Halloween, the midnight yeah. strike, you know, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. Kind of plays with all those classic universal, uh, mm-hmm. monster tropes. Um, and very it's it's a great nice. fucking time. A very nice thing that a lot of these classic horror movies have in common is just a very nice, easy runtime. Very yeah. easily digestible. Um, Wolfman's got nards. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes from the movie. I thought, my name is Horace. Huh. Oh, there it is. I thought I did, but I I don't think yeah no I don't. I thought I had a a list. Um, sorry, are you? I didn't want. I didn't know if you were done. No, I'm good. I'm good. We're I'm off. Kind of transitioning here, but uh, I thought I had a list on Letterboxd that had this on here, but maybe not. Um, it doesn't look like it actually. Okay, um, but this one—it's uh, coming out of Marvel, surprisingly, um, for for a Halloween type movie, for a monster movie. Or I guess a short here, and this is uh, Werewolf by Night, which just had a a little little renaissance in color this year. Uh, ah, which, yes, which was was pretty neat. But I remember when it first came out. Um, I remember I was like excited leading up into it. We were pretty into Marvel at the time. Uh, there's a lot of just things going on, and I remember this was kind of just like an like a little thing they threw out there. It was just like an extra treat. They really didn't push too hard to nope. market or whatever. It was just kind of like, here's, we made this, here it is. And it ended up being like, I don't know, it was it was really impressive. They were just trying All time? To yeah, yeah, man. Like, whoa, like, man, like, whenever they don't have to stick to their formula and worry about massive implications and stuff, just give me a few monsters going out into this, I don't know, backyard of this a state. I don't know. A state, yeah, and they're looking for a bloodstone to that's you know, just gives their I don't know, this monster leader basically. Like, I don't know, that it's it's just passed down from generation to generation. Um and yeah, I don't know, just just gimme that and gimme all these these crazy monsters. It was I didn't um complete it in color. I started the rewatch um in color. I forgot I I think like Hadley ran in the room or something. Ah, yes. Distracted. Something like that. But I started the rewatch in color and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, watching it in color. No, I got a, I got a chance to watch and I do, I watched the whole thing in color and I prefer it. I think I do prefer the black and white simply because I love the, the way they're playing with the classic horror thing going on there. It's got the campy, natural, practical effect thing going on. Um, but on rewatch, I was like, I went to my MCU ranking and it 
shot all the way up my fucking like it's at five right now in my mc ranking top five anything in the mcu i fucking love it it's crazy crazy. yeah i I was gonna say the same thing though i prefer it in black and white i think i think it's it just fits the the feeling i mean Mm. they i mean i guess they probably i mean they knew they were gonna go for the black and white look no, I cannot uh, wait to get to that for our comic book movie journey now because I watched yeah. it and I was like, oh, I could, I could fucking talk about this. Yeah. Um, well, that's probably a ways away. Yeah, I'm thinking we're gonna have to like with the specials, the the Christmas and the Halloween yeah. thing. We Darn could probably we could probably move things to kind of make it and so it'll go a little out of order, but we'll make sure it's around the time of year it's supposed to. I think. Um, obviously that'll be next year, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, I like, I like Werewolf by Night. It's a, it's a great, great fucking watch. Directed by my favorite composer, um, composed what? the Batman. Yeah, that Michael Giacchino. Just, I just saw that. What he directed this? Yeah, also scored it, which it has a fantastic track there. Uh, but I yeah, super fucking cool stuff at all. I think I this know. was his first thing he directed, but uh, yeah, I guess Monster Challenge. Looks like another short, and then Star Trek Short Treks, a TV one episode um, on Star Trek. Wow, I did not know he directed anything to, at all. Yeah, no, so I, I want him to direct more shit after that. That thing had probably the most style anything MC, anything yeah. MCU has had, and I don't it know how fucking fit. long. Like, it's it's not the MCU. It right. It is simply not the MCU. Um, right. Wow, but yeah, that's... I'm gonna whenever I watch it, I'm just gonna think I'm gonna see how well the music fits the scene. Like I bet mm. he, I bet he was thinking a, a lot about that, or I don't know. Oh, it's know. it's it's fucking perfect. Yeah. Like I love it, but that's uh, a good one. And speaking of directors that uh, you know from other things we love, um, that is not necessarily direction. Uh, my four for monsters is Little Shop of Horrors. From 1986, right. directed by Frank Oz, the voice of Yoda. Um, yo, yo. <laughs> also, very, very important to like the Muppets and stuff. So, like, uh, he had a very established career with puppetry, which is the big thing here with uh, the giant fucking Audrey Two monster. Yeah. Um, that's a fun musical with this uh, this bloodthirsty plant. That needs blood to grow and stay alive. Um, and the main character is played by Rick Moranis, whose uh, job is to he was he's trying to create and cultivate a plant so that uh, it will draw business to this plant shop that's dying down on Skid Row. Um, down on Skid Row, it's fucking it's a super super fun movie. I have such a great time watching it. We got a little, uh, Steve Martin has a role in it. Uh, Jim Belushi, Tisha Campbell. Uh, it's a, it's a super, super fun movie. And, you know, it's not, it's not strictly a Halloween movie, but this thing is absolutely a monster. So I had to, you're unlocking some deep memories and I still don't even know. If I really have them or not, I feel like I right. don't know why I have seen this monster somewhere mm-hmm. somehow. I had um, the same feeling when I watched it for the first time in my head. I was like, "This is the first time I'm watching this. Why do I recognize Audrey too?" Um, 
Yeah, what is why why you need do I blood do and he's got more than enough. Like even you describing the movie, I've never seen it and I know I haven't seen it based on your description, but I guess maybe I have. I don't know. Maybe a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I love I love the leading lady play named Audrey played by Ellen Green. She's got one of those voices that's mm-hmm. way up there like this. Mm-hmm. No, Mr. Mushnik, I don't think I can. You know, so it's a it's really campy and really yeah, funny yeah. and stupid and I fucking love it. So uh Little Shop of Horrors had to be on this list. So I got it at four there. Alright. Well, moving on here, I got a uh I guess wow, is this a mon I don't know. I guess he's a monster. Um He's a monster. Yeah, oh I, I think that's right. Like slashers. Um, yeah, yeah. Slashers, I'd say, like, if they're a human that is a serial killer, you can yeah. categorize that as a monster. Yeah, and and I think my favorite slasher um, that there is um, in the horror category, I, I want to make sure I stick by this statement when I say it, uh, but I do think it's true. Yeah. Mm, possibly. Um, yeah, I think I'll stay by it, but it's Scream. Um, and if I had to choose one, it'd be the OG, uh, the original, the very first yeah, one. Yeah, Ghostface, baby. Uh, oh, man, love me some Ghostface. Love a good twist in a movie as well, you know, so I'm I'm all for that. It being, it being uh, well, at first, I guess, like, you think it's just one dude, and then it turns out it's, it's actually two, helping the whole, or, like, doing it the whole time, which is, like, which is sick, and then you realize it's one of their, one of, the friends as well, which is, you know, there's, yeah. there's like kind of a lot of twists that, that just snowball right at the end there. Um, and a pretty massive twist at the beginning where you think Drew Barrymore, you know, a movie star is going to be the main character of the movie. Um, and oh, then they just, just, yeah. Open up with, with his murder. Um, yeah. Or her murder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, that's right. I thought that there was a murder. There oh, is it, a dude who gets oh, murdered it, first. Right. It's her boyfriend. That's what I thought. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I thought there and was And then she a... runs outside, gets like hung and gutted uh-huh. and all that. Yeah. Hey, I see. Look, you know, where's my boyfriend whatever? Like doesn't he like I think he's out. I think he's out back. Or I don't know like like What are, the... what are you watching, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm not oh, watching a horror movie. You know, like th- that whole thing. Stranger. Love the the ghost, you know, just the the voice of Ghostface. Um now, it's got one of my favorite, like, openings to a horror movie ever. Like, that just really, really sets the tone um, for what you're about to get into. So I yeah, think that that's a great choice. Was, didn't know the, the girlfriend who got murdered. That's a, um, I don't know, that's, would I know them from anything else? Drew so Barrymore? That, Almost certainly. Yeah, what, that, I mean, I definitely know that name. What do I, I just didn't recognize it was her, maybe, in the movie? Everybody I mean, she's very young in okay. it. Um Okay, maybe, yeah, maybe that's why. Um, huh. But man, yeah, no, just a, a, I don't know, I love, I love me a, a group of young, dumb people just having a good time and then yeah. slowly just getting murdered one by Some, one. Some I know what you did last summer type shit, you know, like that dumb, stupid genre yeah. of horror I fucking love. Yeah. I love that shit. I don't know. Um, it's, it, it pisses, you know, it pisses some people off like, oh, how, how, how could they be so dumb? They're dying so easily. They're doing stupid things in these situations. It's like, that's what you want to see, though. You, do you want to see them yeah. escape run away or do you want to see him get brutally murdered by the, right. The titular, or, you know, by the character you're you're coming in for the movie for. So, but yeah, that's... Uh, no, I like it. Scream, I like it. Scream was, was where I was going. The other one I was thinking of 
was I guess like Nightmare on Elm Street would be my my other slasher kind of monster. You know, he's got a little bit of a mystical thing going on, getting in yeah. your dreams and shit. Mm-hmm. So like, could be like a cult there. Could be a little bit of an occult thing, but yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I'm not a huge slasher fan. Not yeah. a big, not a big slasher yeah. guy. So, um, yeah, and not never been, never been my bag, but. Regardless, I, I, I'm going to another classic here. You know, we talked Hammer Film Productions a little bit ago with your Dracula pick mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. And I'm going with their Frankenstein movie, uh, The Curse of Frankenstein, 1957, directed by Terrence Fisher. Easily, easily my favorite portrayal of Dr. Frankenstein by Pe- uh, there by Peter Cushing. So fucking just evil mad scientist shit that will stop at nothing to make sure that his creation can be created that he has the ability to create what he wishes to um and nothing will get in his way and if you get in his way he will actually kill you like that's uh that's not like a uh that's not typically a normal characteristic of dr frankenstein i don't think but like there's a dude who's got like a genius brain. He's like, you were a genius. I want your, like, he realizes like, oh, this man's brain should be my monster's brain so he can be oh. a genius. So he, he kills he, him. Okay. You know, and it's like, uh, and fair enough. I, I love, I love that portrayal. Like, uh, it's, it's so good. And Christopher Lee is so good as, uh, as the, the creature. You know, I think that he does a wonderful job portraying the, you know, oafish ignorance and innocence while also portraying that like scary, mm-hmm. you know, like he is frightening, you know, like and that's that's something that is a little bit important to it. So, uh, you know, I, I have a great time with this movie. And if you like to Dracula, you'll sure as shit like the Curse of Frankenstein. Yeah. In fact, this uh is my favorite Frankenstein movie. I have another one to mention, but if there's anywhere I suggest you start, especially since you've watched Dracula, it's The Curse Man. of Frankenstein. What does this mean? On on IMDb, I've never seen this before. It says the year, the runtime, but in between the year and the runtime, it says approved. What is a... Uh, I've never... Oh, there, the, probably by the Motion Picture Association, there was a time when movies had to be approved for the big screen. Oh. Um, and it's before it was, it's because it's before there was a rating system. Oh. It's before there was PG through R. Oh, that's usually where the rate, the rating is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. R. Okay. Uh, just approved. Wow. That's, that's all. It, yeah. That's all it was back then. It was approved yes or, or no. disapproved. Yep. Yes or no. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And this was kind of groundbreaking for the time. There's a clip of Martin Scorsese talking about seeing this at a midnight showing when he was younger. Um, and like the audible gasps and reactions to some of the more gory things that now it's like nothing, you know, but like at the time it was like, whoa, like, oh God, you know, so like, uh, wow, it's yeah. super fun. I, I, I like that movie a lot. So the curse of Frankenstein, I got it three there. Okay. Um, you know, now that I'm thinking it, well, no, I mean, this movie is badass. That is why I had it up there. I was thinking like, maybe this deserves to be down at like five or four. Um, maybe even three, but like, I don't know. I love, um, I guess I should get into it first, even say what I'm talking about, but this is Godzilla versus Kong. 
Hey. Um, came out in 2021. I was I was trying to go through all the Kong movies and Godzilla and see which one came out to be like kind of my favorite of of theirs. And I'd say like Kong Skull Island was the one I was thinking about going with. I think that one's actually just kind of like a just a decent movie like for mm. Kong in general and then like there's some pretty badass action, but Usually I'm not one for, like, the Godzilla-type movies. I've always enjoyed the Kong ones more where there's, like, this human aspect to the monster right. as well, you know? But I do enjoy every now and then just letting a pure evil unleashed on the world, you know? Yeah. Just just seeing, you know? Like, because usually it's just Godzilla and that's it. Like, it's just humans versus Godzilla. They got to do something. This time, we got Kong's got to protect um, him. We got Kong, and the, well, like Godzilla's got like a an actual decent motivation too, where like this corporation is destroying his habitat, so he's trying to take them out, and they're making yeah. him angry. And, and like, dude, super wake cool. Up the rest of the monsters too. There's like yeah. I, I I forget how many there are, but apparently there's just monsters laying dormant on Earth, just like yeah. or in Middle Earth or maybe I don't yeah, know the mid the middle yeah. I think it's literally like Middle Earth or something like yeah. that. And like he's trying to wake them up and shit and and Kong nah, super the only one that's like super fun blockbuster dude. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, it, it's like it is purely a blockbuster. You know, that's that's what it was for. But man, like. The visual effects, like Kong and Godzilla, and like there's a lot of water fights or like fights that happen in the ocean or somewhere. I don't know, like aircraft yeah, carriers yeah. and shit. And like it looks so good. Like I was watching this and I'm like, wow, it's kind of crazy. Like where technology is, where we can just have Kong Simulate and Godzilla this. go crazy. Because you think about the classic like Godzilla movies, they literally just built like miniature. Like, yeah, no, and like for the time, they're groundbreaking and they're incredibly well done. And yeah. you know, like I, I need to rewatch the original Godzilla movie because it's been mm-hmm. a long time, and I was too young, and it was in Japanese, and mm-hmm. I, uh, it was black and white, so I didn't give a shit when I was like ten. But now I would, I guarantee you, I would love that movie. So like, yeah. it's a long history of Godzilla and Kong and uh the fact that they got to face off finally in a movie mm-hmm. uh when we have the ability to give that its full effect a true yeah, yeah honoring of that fight and they man i mean they did yeah they they did not hold back no um, and not yeah. even a little bit so but yeah a little little wild card one there i think a little bit a little um, bit a little bit I I, re- I felt like I had to get Kong. I really like Kong. Kong is just I I like him in general. Not even for like the Halloween times. I just I no really yeah, like it's him. a wonderful a quote unquote monster. I wouldn't call him a monster, yeah. but yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. At first, seen as a just kind of like Frankenstein, yeah. you know, he's you know creature he's, kaiju hmm. sort of thing. Like those all fit into this category, I think. True. So I think Godzilla, without a doubt, that's a monster. That like, is a monster. Yeah. Um. That's that's yeah. So I guess if you I, breathe I, I nuclear beams, dude. Whenever he like he like he's charging up, and then he like you think he's gonna like scream upwards and like a laser going up, but then he looks down at the last second and just starts just I mean shooting through, the, through earth. the earth, and it's yeah. just like holy fuck! Like this dude is oh man, no, I love me, Gnarly. love me some gnarly, Kong, but yeah. That's where But yeah, I'm a I'm gonna take it to some classic monsters with my next one as well. Classic movie here. Um mm. and might be it might be a hot take that I have this over the original. 
But uh, I'm going Aliens from 1986, directed by James Cameron. And the first one is much more horror. Alien, directed by Ridley mm-hmm. Scott, is much more horror than Aliens by James Cameron, which has a lot more of a sci-fi flair. Uh, it still counts. It still fully counts. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, dude, Sigourney Weaver is God. I fucking love Sigourney Weaver, and I've grown to love James Cameron a great deal. Um, so I, I, I got a chance to revisit this prior to us us talking about it today, and I'm higher on this movie than I've ever been. I fucking love it. Um, get off of her, you bitch uh fucking uh fucking iconic i i love this movie and the the design of the aliens themselves the practical effects utilized in the movie uh Mm. james cameron is a fantastic director and the fact that he has this in him uh always always makes me so happy uh the fact that he can do aliens and he can do titanic what a what a fucking talent to have that sort of range as a director, but man, I love aliens. It had to be on here. So I got it at top two for my monsters here. I think, I don't know if it is aliens. It might be the first one, but I've heard, I heard something recently that just, it made me love aliens even more. I loved it already in Sigourney Weaver. Like it's, it's a performance I'll never forget. Um, Ellen Ripley, baby. But I heard she was like, she had a very prominent Bush. Yeah. And she wore like panties very low, like to show it off. Like she would she was not shy about no. letting her bush hang out. And they had to remove it, like via fa- like, yeah. like that was alien. Imagine having that job of being the one to sit down and remove Sigourney Weaver's bush um in every shot that there is. I think that's that's an Piece I, I would almost feel like I'm I'm doing her a disservice. A disservice I'd be like, right? I'd, you'd have to you'd have to put a gun to my head for me to airbrush Sigourney Weaver's bush out of a shot. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying is like, man, I mean, I guess I mean, she's really saying fuck you to the VFX department. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, no, she's like, fine, you All fuck this- like if, if Ridley Scott is going to stand by that vision so hard that I can't yeah. have a bush. Yep. Then it's his fault at that point. It's his fault that the VFX yeah. department has to do she that. She clearly wanted the bush. Clearly. She clearly wanted the bush. So I love Sigourney Weaver. I actually just rewatched Holes this weekend. Uh, and she's also in that. She's the wow. warden of the Isn't prison Holes? institution. Oh my yeah. God. Whoa. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. No, but regardless, anywho, love Sigourney Weaver. Love aliens. Have it at top two there. All right. Well, we're sticking to the alien vein for my number one. Um, not quite the monster movie you'd expect, but I think it is my favorite monster that's ever been created in anything movie or anything ever. Just the look, the pure look of this monster and what it does and everything. Um, this is Nope by Jordan Peele, the monster I'm referring to, the, the alien, obviously, at the end there. Um, whenever it's like, dude. Whenever it like unfolds and yeah. shows its, like true form, I'm like, Yo. I don't know what I could have expected, but I don't think there could have been a, a cooler design for like this for no. like this alien. Like I was just like, I was blown away, and like just how it like it it had that cube or whatever in the middle, but then it kept like unfolding like over and over, and it was like yeah. it seemed that it was like opening <laughs> its mouth almost, or, like doing it as like a yeah like intimidation. Yeah. 
And so, like, that's that's awesome. But, man, talk about some, like, a gruesome shot of the humans getting eaten. And, like, you're just traveling. Like, th- like you hear the sounds of, like, balloons rubbing together. You know, yeah. of, like, just, like, like, just, like, all the, just the slime, and, like, slimy, too. Like, then you hear that. Screams. <laughs> yeah. And then just a bite or whatever happened. Squelch. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And no more screams from that point on. One of my favorite shots in any horror movie ever is the shot of the ship above the, or the ship jean jacket mm-hmm. above the house blocking the rain. And then when you're in there and you see the blood raining down outside, oh fucking magnificent, dude. Oh like Jordan Peele is a fucking visionary. Man. Yeah, it just hit me right now. Is Jean Jacket the only one of its species out here? Right. You know? Is that is that the only one on Earth that we got? Or maybe in space in general, I'd say. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but man, new fear unlocked. Um, every time I look at a cloud, um, every now oh, and shit. then, like, it'll hit me and I'm like, is that a cloud? Or is that cloud yeah, been is that, there every day? That cloud, you know? Has that cloud been moving the last six months? I love uh, one of my favorite lines as well. What's a bad miracle? Daniel Kaluuya delivers that to Kiki Palmer. Mm. Just a hard ass mm. line. Oh, dude. Yeah. I love it. I love, love it. the but, director or like the cameraman. I don't even know if they give him a name um, in the movie. Maybe they, they do. do. Uh, um, God. He's what's a, his was a one eyed, one horn fly. Uh, Antlers Holst. Yeah, um, I can never remember that. Wow. Played by Michael Wincott. But man, love me a a good old classic. You know, I built this camera myself. No elect electronic parts here. You know, period. what I tell you, he was gonna pull up with a non electrical camera. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. They do like the five high fives real fucking hard. Love that shit. But uh, yeah, one time at a convention, a fan told Jordan Peele he was the greatest horror director of all time, <laughs> and his response was. Not when John Carpenter exists. And my number one monster movie is directed by John Carpenter. Uh, it's The Thing from oh. 1982. Uh, okay. Starring John Kurt Carpenter. Russell. Yeah. Uh, this is a shape-shifting mm-hmm. uh, alien. Also an alien. Um, they're doing an Antarctic research facility and it infiltrates and... Yeah. sows discord among the members of the team so thoroughly that by the end there's it's just hopeless it's fucking magnificent dude i think mm-hmm. that uh easily one of my favorite monsters easily my favorite monster movie of all time and amongst my favorite alien movies of all time now that i've gotten a chance to watch it um had i'd watched this prior to our top 100 it would have been very very high um John Carpenter is officially one of my favorite directors of all time. I mentioned him for, you know, in the mouth of madness with the occult and, uh, man, do I love, I love his work. I think that there's a very little that he, uh, he misses on and the thing, probably my favorite of his, of his movies. I think that, uh, there's, there's nothing more you could ask for out of this, uh, out of this genre. Cause the distrust it sows and you even you by the end of the movie are going who is one of them who is their original like Mm. it's fantastic (laughs) to see how that alien 
ah, dude, I love it. And I don't want to dive too deeply into it just mm-hmm. because I feel like one day we could do a whole fucking thing about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have yeah, weird man. memories it's... of it. I feel like I have seen it, but I feel like I mix it up with another movie. Um, there is another movie called The Thing from 2011 that's like a prequel. Um, it has Mary it Elizabeth Winstead. Arctic? Yep. yep. Okay, so it has Mary Elizabeth Winstead, back. and it has uh, uh, fucking Tormund from Game of Thrones. I think that's um, the one then. So maybe I haven't actually seen this one, but yeah, John Carpenter. Got to put some respect. If If my guy, Jordan Peele, you know, if he's saying, you know, no, this is the man. Not, not while this man exists, um, I have to trust that opinion. Um, and and yeah, I'd, I'd say looking at looking at his filmography, it's looking looking pretty pretty good. But Jordan Peele's yeah. still young. He's still young. That indeed. Um, that maybe indeed. Maybe he could get there one day. Um, but wow, there we are. Are we uh, we gonna run it back? Um, one through five, real quick. Oh, of um, course. Okay, here we go. I'll start us out for, for good old monsters. We got one, Nope. Two, Godzilla vs. Kong. Three, Scream. Four, Werewolf by Night. And five, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Beautiful. I've got one, The Thing. Two, Aliens. Three, The Curse of Frankenstein. Four, Little Shop of Horrors. And five, The Monster Squad. With that, let's get down to our last category. <laughs> Halloween Vibes. Now, this is, like I said at the top, doesn't have to be strictly a horror movie. Just anything you might watch around the season. Something that reminds you of, you know, the fall. I would even I would even go there. But uh, what I did mostly was things that either didn't quite fit into one of these categories or was right outside of the top five on these other categories. You know, I was like, if it was six, I was like, okay, this is where I'll find a place for it and uh, stuff like that. But uh Let's hear it. What are you what are you kicking us off with for Halloween vibes at five? Ah, well, this one I had a little bit more fun with um in this category. I, I, I like the the more lighthearted Halloween movies. Mm. Um in in my opinion. Um I guess for for Halloween. Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. I think I am more there. Um I do love me a good horror movie, but but if a movie like like a hocus pocus um, in 1993, uh, was when, when this one came out. I remember my sister was specifically obsessed with this movie. Right. Um, and so she, I, this was one she sat me down and made me watch a lot. And it's crazy that like, it never, it never like clicked with me that these are just witches going around trying to like steal the souls of children so that they could stay young. <laughs> um, and I think that's hilarious that like, that we just... We just like this is a, a like a kids movie like I don't know like um and the whole whole kind of plot of it is is just kidnapping children but um I don't know I feel like this is this is a a classic childhood um could be um up there in the Polar Express for Halloween but not quite mm. um it's it's not quite it's almost to that level um it's why why I'm starting out with it. Um, but, but one that, that is a, uh, it's, it's not scary. You know, you're not going to be um, nah. on the edge of your seat or anything like that. Just, just a classic three witches, you know, going around. I think it literally is Halloween. Like the day they come out, there's this 
story that's been told of three witches that come out on Halloween night and take a little girl or little guy, you know, little boy and blah, blah, blah. And then they actually yeah. do. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's uh, just a, a fun, fun childhood time. Um, and I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually, I think the last time I seen it was probably like two years ago, I think is, is like two Halloweens ago. So yeah. Two, two years ago now. Um, which is kind of crazy. Maybe last nah, it's, week. It's fun though, man. Yeah. It's a fun fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. I I always had a great time with that one. You know, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it though. I actually, my five is one that I finished earlier today. Um, oh. fun oh. facts. Yeah. So it was a late edition. Went right at five. I love it. Um, the Bride of Frankenstein, 1935, directed by James Whale. Um, this is the sequel to the 1931 Frankenstein with Boris Karloff and, uh, and all that. And, uh, it's, uh, super, super, super fun. I like it more than the original, than that first movie. I think it's a fun sequel, uh, with the creation of the bride. Um, Boris Karloff gets to act a little bit more as the monster. You know, he gets to have a good, a good time. Um, and I think this is kind of the, uh, the image of the Bride of Frankenstein and, uh, the monster that you see in your head whenever you think of the stereotypical versions of these characters. This is kind of, uh, this is kind of where it's at. And, uh, man, I, the pictures, this lab too, the lab that he's hard. the, the tech that's kind of like around there or whatever that like. This looks classic Frankenstein here. Like this is this looks cool. Just oh, dude, it is, man. I love and I strongly recommend watching those two movies back to back. It will end up being like a two hour twenty minute thing for you, um, but that's about the length of a normal fucking movie typically. So uh, it's two movies, kind of a two part story. Um, they play one right after the other, and this one has a fun like meta thing going on where Mary Shelley there's a character playing Mary Shelley, the author of the original Frankenstein novel who shows up at the beginning and is like, uh, you probably thought the story ended there, but what if I told you there's more, you know, like, uh, does like a little recap of the first movie and then, uh, and then tells this and it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. And I think that the bride of Frankenstein, like is one of those characters that could be explored a lot more fully in modern media. And I'm excited for like Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein with, a. uh, uh Oscar Isaac's going to play the monster. Andrew Garfield's going to play Dr. Frankenstein and Mia Goth is going to play the bride of Frankenstein. That's coming sometime next year uh, or whenever they get to start filming again. Wait, um, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a wonderful continuation of this legacy and man, I fucking loved this movie. So five, I have the bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Um, that one, I don't know, I think that one all is the most intriguing to me of the classic, um, ones that you've said, just by the look, just off pure mm. looks of it. Uh, look really I good. would say that Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein are the best looking black, like, specifically the Bride of Frankenstein is the best looking black and white photography I've seen of those classic ones. The Mummy is the one that gives it a run for its money, but, um, with Bor- also Boris Karloff as emotep there uh but yeah that's what i got at five um 
No, I have to. Okay, I, w- I was almost about to put one above the other. I I just can't. Um, but this this one's in the same vein as my my last pick. Um, Hocus Pocus. It's another fun Halloween movie, and I feel like this one is closer to that title of the Polar Express of Halloween time. And this is Halloween Town. Um, ah, yes. Let's see when this came out. This this came out 1998 um, is when this one came. Wow, the poster of this movie is absolutely atrocious. It is one of the worst mo- movie posters I've ever seen. It looks like it was thrown together on PowerPoint. Um, anyways, um, I don't know why... This movie was one of my favorites as a kid, but I would watch it not even during Halloween time. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know what it was. It was something, like, it kind of feels um, similar to, like, why Harry Potter, I liked it so much. It was, like, a kid sent to a school that wasn't even known to even exist in the first place and opened up a whole new world of opportunities. It was, like, you know, mm. like... Um, Harry Potter, you know, you get to learn magic, but the humans don't even think it's real. And then in this place, it's kind of like the same thing. Um, yeah, there are, there's just magic in the world and, and they, instead of a school, I guess it's just more of a town or like, uh, witches are just in the know, um, of these different towns or different world, I guess that exists. And, uh, I guess it follows the classic trope of just, uh, letting, you know, kids lead the story and it's like they're their curiosity and uh you know just their imaginations kind of kind of leading leading everything so i do like that think it was also um i just had a crush on like the main actress at the time like the the, you know i like as the growing up so that probably was one why i was watching it over and over again but i don't know just a a really i probably couldn't even tell you what happens at the end of this movie like the no yeah it's just i I remember it vividly for just watching it on Disney Channel when I was younger. I fucking loved Halloween Town, man. I and what I when I say vividly, I mean I remember the way it made me feel vividly. You yeah. know, like the the yeah. watching it felt like I was I was like, "Oh, this is I want to go to Halloween Town." You know, like that was awesome. And I mean, you got Debbie Reynolds headlining the cast there, you know, the mother yeah, of yeah. our princess oh, uh Carrie Fisher. Uh Never mind. I thought thought that was my childhood crush at the time. I don't think. Oh, I don't no, think I don't that was so. the one um, out of the movie. Um, but yeah, she was the older witch in the that mother movie. of of Carrie Fisher. Yeah, Debbie Reynolds. Wow. She's actually, also in Singing in the Rain. You know, we got Yoda and Princess Leia's mom. We got Padme and Yoda. We have Liter- real yeah. life Padme. the real life. Yeah, yeah, real life Padme and Yoda. Wow. Um, I didn't even know. I had no idea on that one. No, I love that man. Kimberly Halloween Town's the shit, though. Be, what a great pick! Yeah, the one. Great pull, great pull. <laughs> uh, but I'm going more modern with this next one. Uh, you you had nope, so I'm going to take it to to, to some Jordan Peele here at mm-hmm. four. This is where I have Get Out, mm-hmm. uh, 2017. Halloween vibes simply for the fact that it is so fucking scary that anything like this, uh has been put onto film. Like this is a horrific concept and uh, man, the tension building that Jordan Peele is capable of the acting Daniel Kaluuya does. And the third act just jaw dropping moments Mm. he can deliver. 
Uh, Get Out is the shit, man. I have such a great time with it. Um, and man, I love Bradley Whitford. I love Catherine Keener. You know, like the, the, the performers in this movie are fantastic. They do such a great job. And, uh, shout out to, to Rod TSA. Love, love that, love that man pulling up at the end there. Oh, um, one of the greatest TSA agents to ever live. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. But yeah, we've talked about Get Out a great deal on this podcast. We have an entire episode dedicated to it. In fact, I think besides Aliens, that might be the first one we've said. Ah, Blade. Uh, we have like a whole, uh, The Shining. We got a few, a few things on here we've dedicated entire episodes to. Scooby-Doo is up there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's Yeah, had to give it some love. I love Get Out. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, the next two of my picks, we have, we have episodes on actually. Oh. Um, and then the last one, we will eventually have an episode And we did, I think we did cover when it came out. We actually did. No, we did. So all my, yeah, all all of mine have, we've covered before, but, um, it, I think that makes sense. You know, I, a part of me wanted to go with a different movie to shine some love on some other movies, but like, we cover them for a reason, you know, like. We are covering. And we tend to cover stuff we like, you know. Yeah. Um, and and this is a movie that has stuck with me ever since the first time I watched it, and I couldn't wait till you got to it on the comic book journey. It was probably my most like looking for. I was looking forward to it the most. I don't know, like just out of any movie on the comic book journey, and it's V for Vendetta. Um, one that you wouldn't even think as a comic book movie really to begin with in the first place, or a Halloween movie really. But oh, just that like. His look, like his costume, my dude. I don't know. I I love love me some V. Um, love the way he speaks. Um, also has okay. I'm noticing a pattern with these Halloween movies, uh, just involving a lot of childhood crushes. Um, uh, but Natalie Portman in here. Um, but crazy that like I like the vivacious so vivisection of my vicious yeah. loss. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. Like hell yeah, it's crazy how much I like this movie. Um before i even knew what the fuck was going on but then when i right. knew like what like when we actually covered i'm like oh my god wait this movie's actually sick yeah, the revolutionary like, streak yeah. is strong there well, some v but uh yeah we've i guess we've we have covered it in length um but had to, had to throw it in here for the vibes of halloween one um i'd say probably out of all the comic book movies um other than the one i will talk about a little later it's it's probably my in the Halloweeny vibe, uh, it's it's up like it's. I love me some V. Um, yeah, the costume design, the darkness, you know, the dystopic sort of thing going on. There's a scary element to it, you know. I think that that's a. Uh, I, I get the Halloween vibes there. It's not something you can really put into words. It's just it's vibes, man. That's all it is. I, I fuck with there, that. I fuck a little with bit. That. Him standing in all that fire burning up. And yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff that goes on there a little bit, but. Um, yeah, it's a good example of uh, how it has. It doesn't have to be a Halloween movie at all, strictly like Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town. You know, you get the classic. Very much, yeah. Yeah, but that, that's a. I like that example. You know, I think Get Out. It had a little bit more of that horror thing, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a Halloween movie. You know, like that's not necessarily yeah. the time of year mm-hmm. that you would think to watch Get Out, but it fits here. It does. Um, yeah. When? But yeah. All right. My uh, going is good old revolution. Um, I love a good revolution. I don't love think a good it is revolution. Halloween, but there is a date that he specifically does it because of like September. 
the fifth oh, of no the fifth oh the fifth of November I think yeah. is what it is because okay. there's a V. So it's coming up. So okay. So we get it's, we we we'll, remember uh, remember the fifth of November. 5th of November. That's that sounds right. Yeah, because there's a V in November. That's why he yeah. picked it. Okay. And Hell five yeah. is a I V. Want, then there we go. That settles it. I'm watching V for Vendetta on November fifth. Um, there you go. There you go. Oh. I like that. But uh, yeah, my uh, my three for Halloween vibes is an Alfred Hitchcock one that occurred in my top 100 also. This is where I have Psycho from 1960. Kind of the formative, a very, very formative movie on the horror genre. You know, the the imagery of someone in the shower and someone walking up with a knife on the other side of the shower curtain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blood swirling down the drain mm-hmm. and uh, that, that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, Bates Motel. Uh, Norman Bates here played by uh, played expertly by Anthony Perkins. I love the whole first half being kind of like a you you think you're getting into something mm-hmm. the main character you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a fu- this is an interesting story we're following uh, and then she's murdered and now it's a whole other movie the second half and it's like wow uh fun fun fucking movie man and uh disturbing you know like uh, for a 1960 movie this is a uh, I have to imagine this this dropped some jaws at the time. Um, it's and damn, is it good, man? Hitchcock is a a master at building tension, and uh, this movie does not disappoint. So I think that if you haven't, you gotta watch Psycho. You gotta watch Psycho. As as far as my old movie reference, it's very very limited. Um, but this one, I don't know. I've I've just seen seen this one around. It's very iconic. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I've I've just heard of it a lot, and uh, yeah, a little predictable now, simply because it laid the groundwork for is, what those iconic twists so are. You know, um, that's crazy to think about. Like, but then it would be the new. It would be new. It was like, <gasps> what? Exactly. It was that was hit. You know, like that whole thing. Wow. It's uh, it's yeah. fucking awesome, man. I love Psycho, and uh, it's one that I I desperately need to give a rewatch. Um, because I've only seen it once and it's this high on this, this project. So like, uh, it made my top 100 off one viewing. Like I need to give it a second viewing ASAP because super good movie. So psycho there at three for me. There we are. Well, again, I'm falling into the trap of including a movie that we've talked about and I, I wanted to share some love, but man, it's one of just my favorite movies of all time and talking about a Halloweeny vibe or just autumn feel. Um, this movie doesn't do it any better for me. Uh, honestly, than any other movie. Um, and it is Fantastic Mr. Fox by the man, uh, Wes Anderson. Uh, when I watch this, I literally feel like, I feel like I can smell apple cider at some mm. points or yeah. um, some pumpkin spice. I can hear it. the crunch of the leaves. I feel mm-hmm. the crispness in the air. Crispness, not crispness. Lupus, lupus. You know, lupus, lupus. I, it's... Oh, God, love me. Oh, is that what it is? Vulpus, Vulpus. Well, Lupus, Lupus is the wolf. He also throws out Vulpus, Vulpus at some point. Yes, yes. Oh, he tries to... Microtus Pensilvanicus. You know, yes. I'm, I'm um... just going with all the different Latin <laughs> names now. Uh, man, no, but I mean, I, I love this movie to death. It's one of my favorite just comfort movies in general. And oh, yeah. during this time of year, it's ju- it just started to get cold, too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be stoked to watch this one again um, and, and just snuggle up, have a hot hot, hot cocoa. Yeah, um, and just just watch some fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, 
I don't know. I just it, it never gets old for me. Oh. It only gets like a little bit better every time. It's like more comforting. Um the you know, I, I cry at the same points every time. Mm. Um it's just it's it's just a a perfect movie watch for me. And I, I love this movie to death. Um and yeah, so I, I had had to put it on there. Not quite number one, but um very comfort like movie it. for me. I like it. I like it a lot. But uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm returning to another one of my favorite directors. I already threw him out there a little bit ago. I'm going with uh, John Carpenter once more um, with probably his most iconic horror Mm -hmm. movie and potentially one of the most iconic Halloween movies. Um, Halloween, uh, (laughs) 1978. Oh, dude, come on. Dude, iconic. I got a chance to show this to, uh, it was Emily's sister's birthday this weekend. And we, you know, we got pumpkins. We, we did a carving thing. We did a painting thing. And they were like, oh, we want to throw on something Halloween-y. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you guys don't mind, and we're not going to really be paying attention, I got Mm -hmm. something that'll be great background because that score plays Almost the entire time. It sets the tone the entire time, you know. Uh, and they got a chance to, and it was so, it was so captivating that at points they're, they're, they'd hear that song come on because I told them at the beginning, every time you hear the song, Michael Myers is somewhere. He might not be mm-hmm. on screen, but he's watching mm-hmm. whatever's happening on screen, yep. you know, like he's, yeah, he's yeah. watching. So like the song would come on and everyone would go, everyone would like look towards the TV oh, like, What's, what's going, going on, on here you yeah. know so like uh and, and it was so fun to see them all react to it in that sort of way but uh mm. man wow. uh it doesn't get more iconic i don't think than michael myers and uh jamie lee curtis's performance here in halloween it's uh mm. oh yeah it's a few it's halloween man there's not much i can say about it that hasn't been said and uh i'm thinking that at some point we got to do a john carp john carpenter spotlight hopefully really he puts out fun. another movie yeah um That'd be really, really fun. Maybe, oh, it would. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it if he would. doesn't put out another movie, maybe... N- if, next if October, Jordan, maybe we just dedicate it. Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But this this one, this one is... is uh, Did we trade for this? Was this one on We did. Trade? This is one I propositioned and had to, had yeah. to get from you, so... Uh, I didn't. I yeah. didn't feel too bad about letting it go, but it, it probably would have made my list. Like, I mean... Yeah, if there's any slasher movie... That I am a huge fan of. It's Halloween. Uh, I haven't even seen any of the sequels. There's like fucking 10 Halloween movies. I've never watched another Halloween movie besides the first one because I don't need any more. I think it's awesome. Just picking someone up, stabbing them so hard they stay up against the fucking Yeah. Oh, I love love that. Um, And yeah, I love how he just walks. He Dude just. Yep. Never in a hurry. He'll get there. He's doing you know, um, so yeah, you're so scared. You don't even think I got to run and just keep running, you know, like, uh, cause if you keep running, you'll get away from this. I also like that. They show that he can drive. So like, if he really needs to, he'll get in his car and you know, he'll, he'll skirt on up to you if he needs to. But, uh, yeah, man, Halloween, 1978, John Carpenter, hard to get more classic than that. But I, I, I got one at my one. That's just a personal favorite for me. So. Yeah, and that's where I'm at. It's a personal favorite movie, and it was my declared movie I was going to watch on Halloween, but I just couldn't resist it. 
Um, I did it with this movie. I also did it with Tron. Uh, I was I wanted to watch Tron around Halloween time. I did it again. I broke it a little too early. But the other one is the Batman. Uh, I guess we we have already covered it. Thursday. You correct me. Um, yeah, turned into a nocturnal animal. Uh, Thursday, October thirty first. The streets are turned. Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't know. I I just uh, Robert Pattinson. I I need I need everything. Um, I need, I need a, more than a trilogy. I don't know. I need. Give him 10 movies. Yeah. Just, just let him grow old as Batman. Yeah. Let, let's see, let's see him. Let's see that older version of Batman with all the, all the sidekicks, uh, Nightwing, Robin, all that, that whole gang, you know, let, let's see him all Robert Pattinson at the helm. Um, but the reason, um, I was going to pick this, like, this is the most, like I guess this one is on Halloween, like literally in the movie, but it does feel like I think like he uses fe- like I don't know like the him slowly walking yeah. up in the subway at the beginning, fear like the, the use of fear. They think I'm there, you know. Um, I I, I, I love the that. shadows. Oh come but on, I am the shadows. And you, this isn't even in the movie. This was just we were talking about the new Penguin show that might come up on oh, yeah. on here and saying that he shouldn't even be in the show at all but it should just be flashes of things that could be batman you know yeah. that, like, just freaking like it's out. like from their perspective they see him like like running like oh fuck like using yep. him as like a pov oh. sort of oh, lurking figure would Ooh. be gnarly i hope yeah. that's what they do man so i mean we've already talked about it a little bit we've already had our episode and we will have another um eventually. of course probably a few you know if i'm being for real i want i want to do i i could talk the batman over and over and over again so yeah yeah it's a it's a fantastic film but uh yeah it's a good one and that's that is another one that we had to you know we bargained for i think well, that's what yeah. i got halloween uh uh-huh. it was like you got the shining halloween, yeah I you got, got the shining the batman and nope and yep. i got aliens halloween. halloween and then i was like i'll give you i will also give you next free reign pick or well i think halloween was my next free reign pick was? Okay. but was it get out was get out the other one maybe, i traded for maybe that's what it was yeah i think so i think so but uh um, yeah aliens get out and halloween are what i got in that trade so i felt good about it but uh yeah that's yeah. a good one and my one for halloween vibes uh i mean Another musical. I'm a sucker for musicals. You know, I, I threw a little shop of horrors out there for the monsters thing, but uh, I'm going the Rocky Horror Picture Show for my number one Halloween vibes movie. 1975, directed by Jim Sharman. Uh, just a homoerotic masterpiece. Uh, Susan Sarandon is fantastic in it. I think that there's such a... I don't know that there's anything that has ever replicated exactly what the Rocky Horror Picture Show was, and I don't think anything is ever capable of capturing what it is again. Um, hmm. This is not a movie that should ever be remade. You cannot replicate what they were able to accomplish in 1975, centering a a drag a drag vampire, a transvestite from Transylvania, as Tim Curry calls himself. Um, oh, this is okay. Okay, yes, yes. Now I see. 
it's it's fucking legendary. I picked Dr. Frankenfurter for the costume design earlier. Um and I, I'm a huge, huge Susan Sarandon fan. You know, she's uh Thelma and Louise, uh and and a few other things that I absolutely adore. But uh man. Mm-hmm. Just a Halloween y ass movie, some wonderful costume design, some wonderful songs and imagery. Um, you get a little bit of like a you know, Dr. Frankenfurter is like a mad scientist sort of thing, but he's also dressed in fishnets and tall leather boots and, and shit like so it's yeah. it's campy as all hell. It's yeah. hilarious, it's it's freaky, but not in like a scary way, but in like a sexual way. Um and you definitely it, have the most unique Halloween vibe movie that there possibly could be. I think you're right. There's no ever making this movie again. Like, no, like, no. And I, so I think you could, but it just wouldn't be as good. Like it was so, yeah. it's so original that it's, you can't touch it. You can't touch that again. Um, and I love the Rocky horror picture show. So it was my top one for the Halloween vibes. And do you want to take us back through that top five? There Our final top five of the episode. I got number one, The Batman. Number two, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Number three, V for Vendetta. Four, Halloween Town. And five, Hocus Pocus. I've got number one, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Two, Halloween. Three, Psycho. Four, Get Out. And five, The Bride of Frankenstein. And with that, we will conclude another 5 by 5 Halloween edition here. Uh, and man, was it a fun one. I'm so glad we managed to get this in. And, uh, man, we've got a lot to look forward to. Uh, if you were joining us for the first time, I noticed that our five by five Valentine's edition was a big one and doneer for people. A lot of people tuned in. Uh, first it was, it was, it's, it's themed, you know, it's Valentine's Day. Let's listen to this Valentine's Day thing. So if you're joining us for the first time, I, I implore you to stick around. Uh, we've got our director spotlights going on right now. It's David Fincher, and tomorrow we're covering Fight Club. Um, and I'm so very, very excited for that. We're covering the Incredible Hulk this uh, Friday. And so we got a little bit of an Ed Norton week going on, a little bit of a Halloween-y vibe thing with the Incredible Hulk as a monster mm-hmm. flick, if you would like to perceive it as such. Uh, we're re-watching Game of Thrones. Very important. It is a rewatch podcast of Game of Thrones on Monday. If you have never seen Game of Thrones, you should not tune in as we spoil the shit out of stuff. <laughs> um, so definitely leave that alone if you haven't seen it. But if you have, please join us. We're starting season six next week. Um, we we concluded season five this week, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, we just concluded our Scorsese director spotlight uh, in anticipation of Killers of the Flower Moon. And like I said, we're on to Fincher in anticipation of The Killer. Um, we're doing the social network next week and fight club this week. Uh, and then we're on to Michael Mann. So we've got, we got a lot of stuff going on and I'm very excited. Um, if you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod, where you can support this podcast financially. It's huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at penny bloom pod, follow on Instagram at penny bloom podcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review and to download. That is a huge help. And we are very, so very close to crossing that barrier. My goal for the year and I'm hoping this episode might be the one to do it. That would be super fucking cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, remember to stand in solidarity with SAG after solidarity as they continue their battle against the studios. They deserve everything they're asking for and more. Um, but yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. 
Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom, and happy Halloween.